she I'll be just make, I'll just make sure. Check, check, check the bipolar operating system. The disc is at 14%. For now. Until you forget her birthday. And then she <laughs> right up to 100 and crashes all of your programs. How's my audio? Is it good? It's good. Is mine at the right level? Yeah, I guess we could tune, tune it down a little bit. I got just my gain. Bit? Just a little bit. Yeah, I got my gain down. This, that? uh, that's, I don't know. It's the same. I have a feeling that, um, these Yeti blue mics, which were supposed to be the latest and greatest, which they were when they came out, but they do a lot of software, uh, the software, the computer and the microphone talk to each other. And they, they say, Hey, you know, that Aaron Clary guy that owns us both paid money for us. Yeah. Fuck him. We're going to do what we want. And so none of the gain changes. I think the Yeti mic constantly adjusts no matter like, what. Yeah, it's like Windows, right? Yeah. It's the just for you. It's the it little adjusts paper for clip. Little paper it, clip saying, hey, do you want to do this? Yeah. We're going to do that for you. <laughs> there, it, and behind that is, in this particular case, there is a Silicon Valley nerd. Uh, I, I picture him as an East Indian. I, it may, may not be. may not be. He's just picturing. I'm painting a picture for people to see. And he saw a lot of American movies with blondes, with big tits, who in the end, you know, in the 80s, you know, in the 80s movies, the girls would, the, the nerd, the good kid would always get the chick in the ski show or uh, what, Harold and Kumar, they get the girls or whatever. Yeah, like he Reve fought. Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, yeah. The weird science. Movies, weird science. Right, right. So they saw that and uh, Punjab or whatever his name is comes over here. And he thinks that even though the system is stable, not one person in the millions of customer surveys sent out in the Windows operating system said, hey, by the way, can you have every external device plugged in talk and automatically auto-calibrate with absolutely no external analog input from the, from the owner? Because if it, you, it, we're going to have, you should, you should design that because if you design that, you will get promoted and then you will be able to buy a Ferrari and then that cute hot blonde with the feathers, 80 hair and the big boobs, she will go and have sex with you, Punjab. And that's why we have all this unnecessary fucking shit. Let me, you're an engineer. Let me ask you this. Yes. I know, sure. I know you're, you're, it's not software engineering, but you're closer to ground zero than I am. Uh, why do we have newer operating systems? Um, why, 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 what was wrong with windows seven? It works everything fine. Now, why do I need windows 10? Why do we even start with windows eight there? I don't think there really is a reason. I think they, they sort of add, they, they justify it by adding on conveniences or, Oh, this one's touch screen now. It's much more compatible with your portable devices or whatever. They've got their reasoning behind it, but mm -hmm. it's really just to get more money out of you. That's the only reason. Really. I, I can opinion. under yeah, I can understand as the technology and bandwidth has changed. Like, okay, now we got cameras or web cameras that can film in super high resolution. So you need well, that'd be more of a graphics card issue, but maybe there's something in the operating system that needs to handle that. Um, the 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 video games or whatever being played requires more oomph for more power. Uh, we're plugging in microphones, so I understand there might be some some upgrades or updates. But 
you know, it's like the the video game Assassin's Creed. They got to come out with a new operating system every five weeks. You know, it, it's just like, no, technology has not changed this quickly that I need a new fucking operating system. Yeah, an operating operating system. No, I mean, you need more RAM. You need more. You need a faster chip. You need whatever, a new graphics mm-hmm. card, a new audio card, whatever it happens to be. But the the way that the 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 software talks to each other. I mean, there's security updates. I think maybe there comes a point where uh, an older operating system just is too vulnerable and they need to do a big update to it. Maybe. But I think most of what, I mean, my struggles with Windows has always been shit just turns on on its own because there is more RAM now and there hey, are Punjab, faster chips. Punjab has to get laid, so he needs shit that you never asked for to turn on so he can press his boss so he can get the raise, uh, raise so he can sleep with Bambi. Right. You better support <laughs> Punjab. To make them, it's, it's, yeah, it's uh, the broken Windows fallacy. It's uh, planned obsolescence. It's all that stuff. And there, are, I, I'm sure there are still people using Windows XP out there. They're not on the internet, but no. they're using it for all the things. I mean, uh, G- George R. R. Martin, he still writes on a like word processor. It mm-hmm. works for him. Doesn't fuck up. He know he knows how to use it. it. It's comfortable. It does what he needs it to do, and so he's stuck with it this whole time. <laughs> so I got I got a buddy who makes quite a tidy uh, sum. Uh, where he will go around, they're co- becoming rarer and rarer, but he's got a, a client whose machinery will only operate on Windows, uh, not Windows 7, uh, Windows XP. Mm. Uh, so, he's, so he pays my buddy uh, basically a very hefty finder's fee to go find Windows XP operating machines. Yeah. And then he goes and he brings them in there. Uh, and these these machines are not hooked up to the internet. They're not going to be hacked right. or anything like that. Um, because to upgrade to the software that is needed to run on the modern day, you know, windows seven or windows 10 is in the tens of thousands of dollars. And so, and just hunting down an old XP machine, you know, maybe for a hundred bucks, if that even, you know, some, some school goes out of business. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out where windows XP machines would be. I mean, you got, it's gotta be pretty old and, or someone yeah. goes and they find a storage facility and like, look at all these. And he'll go get them. And then he makes it, he gets a nice little percentage on that finder's fee. And he saves his clients, you know, thousands of dollars. Now, why did it say it again? Cause I zoned out there for a second. Why does he need the XP computers? Because this guy's machines runs on windows, uh, runs out of software that was originally programmed for windows XP. Uh-huh. Now there is as new, uh, uh, operating systems have been released. The company that releases this software has released new versions of their software, but the oh, software it, okay, costs gotcha. around, right? So if you can find a windows XP machine and just keep the old software, right? You can, you can. And so he saves them, you know, tens of thousands of dollars per he's, licensee use or whatever. He's installing the software with CDs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's got the CDs and the installation takes forever because it's a slow machine. But yeah, it's it's kind of neat. It's kind of cool. And but millennial millennials are going, what are CDs? What, what are CDs? What are floppies? What, what the heck are those? Oh, well, why are you sad? You said so you yeah, had a bad day. What's what's I it? Laugh. Why is DT sad? 
I laughed when I saw the, your description of this podcast. Well, it's <laughs> kind of like DT discuss why DT is why sad. DT is I never sad. said I was sad. Well, you didn't say you're happy. You kind of get it. Today it's horrible. It's been the worst day ever. No, wait. What did you say? <laughs> my my expectations of humanity has hit a new low. Was that it? That's yeah, new lows. It's new lows, and it's it's sort of a good story. It's two it's two news stories. Okay, you may have heard them both. But right. I haven't heard anybody link them together yet. Really. All right. And they say they say all that needs to be said. It's kind of like um it's it's kind of like uh the the DeLorean, you know, it goes from zero to eighty-eight right away. There's not much in between. It's just okay. bam, yeah. bam, and it's gone. You know, it, it's done the job, it's gone, it's Back to the future, back to the past. So wait, wait. So what you're what you're saying is the people who wrote these articles were succinct and precise. They did their job and they went home. No, no, no. I'm saying yeah. that the the takeaway or what the lesson is has applied to it initially to the very powerful, and then that same thing that happened applied to the most innocent. And so there's. Everybody in between is now at risk. Everybody in between Ooh. is a target. Okay. Um, and it, and there was only a week apart, and I learned about these stories in the same way on Sunday mornings watching This Week with George Snuffleupagus. So, this, you, wait, wait. You were actually watching that show? Yeah, I still kind of Were you at the nursing home or something to, yeah. to get it? Did you watch it with the rest of the geriatrics? It's an um the, um, the coffee's good morning on Sundays, and I just uh -huh. kind of... I just kind of check in to see what's going on. Not, I'm not usually paying very close attention, but these two stories in particular caught my eye. So, okay, what uh, we got? A week ago, uh, a, a week ago Sunday. So not this last Sunday, but a week ago from last Sunday, um, the story came up about Steve King, Representative Steve King, U.S. House of Representatives. And it was on this week, and George Snuffleupagus shared this quote from him that said, mm -hmm. from a New York Times interview, he was quoted. Oh, wait, hold thing. it. The New York Times is, is the source of truth. They told me so on the Twitter gram. <laughs> yes, exactly. New York exactly. Times told me they're true, so I know it's true now. You're starting to catch on. Uh, quote, white nationalist, white supremacist, Western civilization, dash. How did that language become offensive? Question mark. And so you're looking at that at first blush and you're saying and it's saying this is from a New York Times article. You'll you'll look at that and you go, what fucking idiot said that? What how fucking stupid would you have to be to say something that stupid? It, it is akin to Roosh being pro-rape. Yes, right. right. They say oh, Roosh is pro-rape. It's like, really, really? What guy, even if he was a rapist, would say he's pro right. So to us people who have an IQ above six, yes. we know something is fishy. Yeah. Uh, immediately, but, immediately. Right. So they right. ask uh, Steve Scalise, who I have a lot of respect for. He's the guy that got shot up on the fucking baseball field by the Democrat terrorist uh, James Hodgkinson, I think mm -hmm. his name was. And so he kind of, oh, this is the first time I've seen this. You know, I don't... I, and George is, oh, are you going to press for censure? Are you going to, are you going to punish him? Uh, this clearly racist comment. So I'm like, my my spider senses are tingling. I it took me five minutes to figure mm. out what happened, to figure out what actually happened. I, I find the original quote interview, mm -hmm. and the interview at the quote New York Times interview. When you think interview, you think, you know, it says New York Times uh, person will ask a question and then 
Steve King will answer and ask a question. It'll be like almost like a transcript, right? Like like, like an a interview. like an interview. Yeah, like an actual interview. <laughs> yeah. And so this was a quote in uh in a piece that's that was titled Before Trump, Steve King, uh Steve King, the agenda for the wall and anti-immigrant politics. Uh th there's a word in there that I can't even read my own writing, but it's it's basically um, saying that before Trump, there was Steve King, and mm. he was he set the agenda for the wall and anti-immigrant polit politics. The second paragraph of this article set, has a sentence that says, And long before Mr. Trump demonized immigrants, accusing Mexico of exporting criminals, dot, 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 I don't need to say anymore. You see right there, it's a hit piece, right? You see right, right there, it's yeah, not no, a news piece. If they're using words like demonized in a hard news article that's supposed to be an interview that's basically a hit piece just ripping Steve King a new one and including this one quote in there to prove their case that he's this racist piece of shit, right? Right. So everybody after this, the response to this wasn't like good old DT, typey typing into Google, Steve King... I can't remember why I even typed, but it came right up a YouTube video of Steve King responding to this article before Congress to read it into the record of what actually happened uh -huh. that he that he it was a 56 minute interview. He made a rookie mistake. He made a freshman mistake and not recording it. Mm -hmm. And and it was an it was a discussion. He thought it was a discussion about how he was talking about words and how the left has thrown around the word racist so, okay, so, so much that now uh, they're starting to throw around white supremacists and they're starting to throw around white nationalists. And they're even starting to throw around Western civilization like that's racist. And he's mm -hmm. basically saying, who's doing these things? The left is doing these things. That was the context for, for that quote taken out of context. So, so this is no different than in the course of yours and my lifetime we have uttered the word Nazi. We've uttered the word I'm. We've uttered the word uh, <laughs> homosexual. And someone could go back and say, Aaron Clary said, I'm dot, 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 <laughs> a dot, 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 Nazi dot, 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 homosexual. And uh, what's worse <laughs> is the fucking mainstream media ran with that. Ran is with that it, what yeah. you're saying? Wow. Well, well it, it, it wasn't that bad, but it's pretty bad to, to take something that out of context to just smear this man and um they have no and, more and the republicans no. fell for it i mean yeah. what uh, happened the, as a result the republicans removed him from all the committees that he's serving <laughs> on um, mitt romney asked him to resign the freshman senator uh -huh. uh, sho shoving his way into house the house chamber politics and then they passed a resolution basically condemning him Right. where everybody voted it, including Steve King himself. <laughs> and the only person that didn't vote for it was a Democrat who thought it didn't go far enough. Right. Okay. And so, sure. so here I took, it took me five minutes to look into this and realize this guy is getting a total, this, this is being portrayed completely 180 degrees wrong. You might not like his immigration stance. You might not like that he's positive about the contributions of white people towards right. the history of humanity. You might not like those things, but he's not a racist. He's not, he's not going around with a clan hood on and he's not saying horrible, horrible things about other people saying that they're no good bastards or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like 
everybody's saying about him now, <laughs> right? So so that was the that proved to me that um I I told Mrs. DT that morning, I said, Oh, we hit a new low. We're essentially uh uh the New York Times completely not an honest broker, completely oh, God, no, just no. trying to destroy this man, and he's nobody's got his back. Everybody piled on, everybody including himself, <laughs> which because most of the resolution was fine. The resolution was like, because Steve King said these horrible things, That's that was the, the beginning of the resolution. And it said, the House of Representatives yet again condemns white nationalism, <laughs> white supremacy. There was, there was a yet again in there. Yet in again. The resolution. Like, we haven't changed we, our mind. Do we need to pass laws twice now? Uh, we're just making sure that you know that we... That we're for By the, the way, right we're anti-slavery. You know, 160 <laughs> years after the fact. In case you didn't notice that big civil war, we had we're anti-slavery. Right. Just just to let you know. It's <laughs> so um, and it's still going on. There's there's an article called Steve King's offensive quotes. And if you wanted to, we could look at it and no, we, do, I, we basically I, I, agree I, with all of them. But yeah, we'll short we'll shortcut that. You you get what you get what I'm saying here. That, that did, so what happened was that somebody very powerful. In the public eye, um, someone who technically you sort of can lie about because it, it's not libel, it's not um, a defamation, it's nothing like that. When you're in the public eye, people can criticize yeah, you. Yeah, they right? can say whatever they want. Right. Yeah, that's the job that he signed up for as a representative. He's able to take his lumps. He's a big boy. He, you know, he's he's fought back as as reasonably as he can. None of the Republicans have his back. They all decided, oh, this is a fight we don't want to fight with right. Martin Luther King Day coming up. Or whatever, yeah. Perfectly he said timed. something. Yeah, he did. Timed. He didn't deny that he might have said that. There was no recording. He was an idiot for not recording it, mm-hmm. for not having uh, evidence. And, and there's no. I don't even think if there was there's a no transfer. recording. How, how does how does the New York Times have evidence? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So and my you just question, to believe him. You just have my, to believe him because it's my, a journalist. Right. My question is this: <clears throat> Has the journalistic community, or at least the political community? condemned this article from the New York Times pointing it out as bad journalism. No, no, no. Okay, no, all right. No. And here's a dumb here's an even dumber question. Did the New York Times correct itself? No, no. They've okay. gone completely with it. As far if you type in Steve King, it's just all about how he's a racist, how he supports white supremacy, how he supports white nationalism, even though he came out immediately afterwards and said, that's not what I meant at all. We are having a discussion about this, about how the left throws around these terms. No, I got it. I got it. I'm, yeah. I'm, here, here's here's where here's where I am in the marathon race of politics. The finish line of the marathon race of politics is where you no longer give a fuck. Right. Yeah. Uh, all I'm my colleagues, the- all my colleagues, including you right now, are about the three mile mark right now. Oh, I no have way. I have finished the race. I have taken a shower. I've gone home and I've lit <laughs> up a cigar. And uh, I'm watching some cowboy beat. I'm telling, I'm telling you, this week, this that that's why I'm starting it. This is the one bookend, and then the other bookend's coming up. I'm sure you've heard of it, but this is the week that should convince anyone it's over. But it's but, done. There's no point anymore. That it's it's completely over. And, and that was the first part. I mean, that proved that should have proved it alone, right? Was, but here's the, here's here's the fine. Well, this is just let me let's digest this first one before we go to the next one. And the Republicans, as of yet, still are piling on uh, this representative. Oh, essentially, it's over. Once they decided to strip him of everything 
And once they decided to pass that resolution, they've knelt before Zod. They've, okay, they've, they've decided right. to just bend over. Yep. So the takeaway for us, and that's all that matters because we don't control Washington. We certainly right. don't control the New York Times. And we certainly do not control the minds of millions of sheep that will just believe anything the New York Times says or if it's on the Internet. Right. The takeaway for us is that there is no reason to have any faith in the news. Like anyone who works in journalism, you might as well trust lawyers. I'm trying to think there is there is no lower form of scum than journalists right now. Right. Because if the New York Times, which you know, I knew they had a bias, I knew there was a built-in bias, I knew there was a conscious bias, but you don't think they would defame or ruin somebody like this. No, uh, that there power. might be that there might be their this philosophical desire to adhere to reality, especially if they're promoting themselves as the purveyor of truth. No, everyone from the polished and refined Anderson Cooper and George Stephanopoulos and whoever else is on there, all the way to the shit piss scum, uh, the bacteria growing on the shit piss scum who worked at BuzzFeed or Salon yep. or whatever. All of them are the same quality and caliber. Some are just some of them are just better polished turds. The right. others, it's all muckraking. They're, the journalism, the journalist industry, journalism and the media uh, has absolutely no value. Right. Yeah, and I, mean, I, this guy sat on the phone with him for fifty six minutes, acting like he was having a legitimate um, conversation, a right. legitimate, intelligent conversation about language and about uh, demeaning other people and all that, and got the quote he needed. Okay, oh, all I right, got right, him. Okay, but but again, I'm, I'm you're, you made it to the 3.2 mile marker now. I have finished Cowboy Bebop, and now I'm going to watch uh, Kelly's Heroes. Uh, everyone's takeaway is basically there's no reason to trust journalists anymore. Right. And okay. there's another takeaway, though, too, mm -hmm. is that the Republicans, all of them, are pussies. Every yeah, that single too, one yes. of them. Yeah, no, they don't have your back. The minute that you even and he didn't do anything wrong, and that's going to be another theme here. He didn't really, he didn't do anything wrong. He made a mistake. Yeah, the, the other person I'm going to talk about literally did nothing wrong, but mm -hmm. but he made a slight mistake, and rather than being given the benefit of the doubt, just like Kavanaugh, right? Right, Just, but but with Kavanaugh, at least the Republicans had Kavanaugh. Yeah, back. Lindsey Graham came in there. Actually, yeah. I think that was the first time I saw a testy in all right. all of Republican Congress. Yes. So okay, so now the news story. Have you heard the story about the Covington Catholic high school kids? I I didn't have a choice to, even though I I kind of purposely right. tried to avoid politics. Boy, that just comes right up. Um, yes, the the kid was part of a. A protest or a march or something, well, and then he, some drunk Indian came up and yelled at him or something. <laughs> what happened was, is they were there for the march for life. Okay, they were told to wait at the steps or whatever to get picked up for the picked up by their bus. Okay, um, these five or six what are called um, black Israelites. Oh yeah, those guys. Yeah, the black Hebrew. Yeah, I know those guys. They're kind of funny. They're sort of funny, but they're horrible, right? I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Just... No, I, I I know, but it's it's kind of like they're the we was kings, right? They're the... yeah, they, I don't know what the hell they're the, they're the master race. They believe not only that they're God's chosen people because they they're actually Jews, believe they're but... a tribe of Israel. Yes, they think yeah, they're the thirteenth yeah. okay. tribe. Or sure, whatever. sure, whatever. <laughs> and sure, they're sure. awful. They just berate people, right? They just call them names and just horrible names, um, and just trying to get attention. Whatever the fuck they're trying to do, I don't necessarily right. know. 
So anyway, but what was happening, they were get the they saw the kids with the Make America Great again hats on and started just, you know, being horrible towards them. Sure. And and the well, I shouldn't say what Where really the Indian happened. guy come in. What, I should I, sh- I should start back. I should start back. When I was watching this week with George Snuffleupagus, again, oh, a week after already losing faith because of the Steve King ABC situation. News, right? ABC yes. News? ABC. Okay. This George week. Stephanopoulos, he's got to be yes. 60 years old, work for Clinton, very professional. Yes. Right. This is their anchor man. This is yes. professional the, journalist, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right. So he showed, the week before, he showed that quote out of context. This week, he shows, hey, this is what happened. There's a video going viral of a bunch of white uh Catholic. boys wearing Trump make America great again hats surrounding a Native American el- elder and mocking him. That was the story. That was the story. Okay. That was, right. They surrounded him. They didn't let him move. They got in his way and, and they mocked him. Right? Right, right. What disrespect. What a bunch of racists. What a all bunch right. of white. That's, that's all fuck, we do. You know, you know. And so then all the videos started coming out of the context, right? And you mm-hmm. saw that, yeah, they were having this altercation kind of the black uh, Hebrews were yelling at them. So then the kids started doing their high school chants, okay, like their good. fight, 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 and all those kind sure. of songs that you learn in high school. That's what they were doing. Ziggy, and ziggy, so, ziggy, ziggy. Yeah. Yeah. And then so, and then as that was happening, the Indian comes over with the drum and walks up to the crowd. And goes into the crowd, uh-huh. and the kids initially, I think, thought that he was joining them, like right. he was on their side. So they started dancing along to his music, and started singing <laughs> along to his really? music. Yeah, oh yeah, yep. Oh yeah. And God. then, then I think they finally realized that something else was going on. But the everybody parted out of his way except for one kid. Yeah. One kid decided to stand his ground. Good for him. And that was the that's the smirking. And that's kid. the that's, half a second that they focused on. Yes. mainstream media right his okay. name is nick sandman he's a freaking hero. i mean if i if i had a son like this guy i'd be so proud of him mm-hmm. for not he's the only one of his buddies that that didn't back away yeah he stood his ground he Good. stayed calm he tried mm-hmm. to, he basically said after the fact i was smiling to try to show him i was not his enemy that right uh, that you know, he was smiling to try to diffuse the situation right and that became basically the left going nuts wanting the kid dead wanting a school shooter to go in and destroy the because he was smiling at the uh american indian dude yeah because that was he was smirking he wasn't he was smiling smirking. he was smirking and they were mocking him so here so now what the same thing happened again where including some republicans they they piled on they they took at face value what was going on without mm-hmm. enough information they condemned the kid they wanted all these kids expelled from school um you know the left wanted them dead they wanted them doxxed they wanted them to know where they, sure, they live sure. all that horrible stuff right steve king is a very powerful man mm-hmm. this kid is a kid right so we're all the only thing that's left are babies, and we all know that the left likes to kill babies too. Right. So I mean, we're all at risk now. And this kid did literally—I mean, not using that term figuratively—he no, literally, literally nothing. did nothing. He just right. stood there, did right. nothing, and he is evil incarnate to the left. Right. And and so for me, that was the 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 media is one hundred percent evil. Democrats are 100% evil. You cannot interact with them at all. If you, even if you do nothing, your life can be ruined. You do nothing. 
and you're I, oh, and they will ruin your life. Literally nothing. What? Now let me ask you this. Did the media do a mea culpa and an apology and we're sorry when they found out that the kids were not in the wrong? Um, most I think have, some have doubled down. What's, what's come out after this is they've, (laughs) what's come out after this is they've unearthed a photo from 2011 of a Covington high school basketball game with students in the stands dressed in blackface. Were they really dressed in blackface or, and and the context being in the same article, you know, they're, they're exposing it and they're like, but the blackface is because they have these events called blackouts where they're where they're at the they decide to all dress in black or paint their entire bodies black. Okay. To basically cheer for their team. Oh. <laughs> it's got nothing is, to is do this, with Is this is this so is the hoopla so they, of this like equivalent to those kids in Baraboo, Wisconsin, where some of them were doing a Nazi salute? And, no, that's, uh, probably, that's, that's probably actually worse because they actually were dressed or were doing a Nazi. But, 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 but okay, all right. So here, here's. I guess it's. I guess this is even worse because these kids weren't doing anything. Those They're kids were just nothing. being stupid kids right. doing a Nazi. So that wasn't even newsworthy. But apparently, the, apparently, everyone just were clutching their pearls over over a bunch of dumbass kids being dumbass kids. Here, the kids weren't even just being dumbass kids. They got harassed yes. by a drunk Indian and some by adults. Uh, by adults, right. By grown right. men trying to yes. intimidate them. Yes. And so, and so they're, they're, our children aren't safe. Nobody's safe now. You do nothing. If there's a camera around and you're around leftists, you might just want to leave. If they're trying to provocateur, if they're trying to get you to say something, mm-hmm. they will edit the video so that you look like the bad guy and they'll ruin your life. This, they are terrorists. They're evil. Yeah, they're they're can- absolute evil, 100%. Democrat, but you you vote Democrat, you're fucking evil. Oh period. yeah, no, I, I I agree that there's I'm I'm getting mighty tired of the naive, well-intended Democrat. Well, I'm just for the little people. It's like no, you you have got to really look at the people you are voting for. Right. And I point to my dwindling, if barely any, number of Democrat friends, where I'm like, that's your team, that's your team. You know, like when whatever the latest craziness, that all the insanity, all the insanity that comes, I'm like, those are your people. Those are your people, you know, uh, these are your people that want to do that to that person. Here's your people that are claiming, you know, this is, what was the latest thing that was crazy? What was the latest thing that was racist? Well, I, well, it's this, that's the very, no, 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 there's something, <laughs> it was on Buzzfeed. So I didn't even bother it. It was something like snowmen are racist. I don't know. It was oh, something, yeah. I mean, how they do ridiculous shit like well, that. You know, just right. the re- and I'm like, that's not, a, that's not a Republican. Those are your people. Those are your people. Right. So um, what, how I want to advance this story with you, I mean, that's the lesson, right? That we went from, in the DeLorean, we went from the very powerful mm-hmm. being condemned for something he didn't do, for not doing anything wrong, right? Mm-hmm. To some, to the least powerful, to somebody who, who did nothing, who didn't move, who just right. stood there. The guy went up to him and he didn't get out of his way. And so there was the standoff there, basically, because mm-hmm. he he and he's looking around at his buddies. They're all gone. He's surrounded. He was the one that was actually surrounded at one point. They're at right. least on his flanks, right? And he stood his ground. He real. I think he. I think he thought initially, oh, maybe this guy's on our side. And then when he just stood there and kept on banging the drum right next to his face, he's like, "Holy shit, something else is going on here, and I better not make a move. Mm-hmm. I better. I better not move a muscle." 
right. or something really, really bad could happen. And so he did nothing. He didn't move. He just stood there. But hold it. If we're, getting, if, we're getting, just... if we're getting pissed off of, of kids with smug faces, what about that? Um, he's got a way more smug face because he's born David with Hogg. <laughs> David Hogg. How come, yeah, right. how come he, you know, right. you want to talk about punchable faces, you know, but that kid never well, I'm sure he did. Out 320 million Americans, I'm sure some dumbass threatened to kill him or something like that. But I, I, uh, I don't well, think because the... he was actually doing something. He was trying to take all our guns away. He well, was condemning okay. I, all. I, of... I understand that, but a <laughs> a, a stupid child, um, right? I I wouldn't give him the time of day. I just I, a stupid child's going to stupid child. So, right. what what is the uh, the final takeaway then from from the the Back to the future. Just it goes top to bottom. Everything. To everybody's bottom, under threat. Everybody's at, everybody's at risk. You do nothing. You're at risk. If if liberals and Democrats and leftists are around you, you are at risk. Period. I see a couple things you guys can do. It's the older brother podcast. So let's give a little bit of yeah. Wisdom. That's that's why I, I wanted to advance it. That's I try to do. Uh, I don't like the how everybody's just. You know, oh, look at what this person said. Look at what this person said. They're horrible. They're horrible. We know they're horrible. We, 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 now we know for sure they're 100% evil. They're filth, right? So let's right. advance the story. Let's advance down the field and to uh, use your marathon analogy. What, what do we need to do? I've advocated, you know, just completely cutting these people off in every aspect of your life. But I'm just curious as to what you think. Well, for, should be for, done in this reality. What what should we do? Well, here's here's for for younger people, um, but people in general. I'm going to talk about younger people specifically. Protesting or going to rallies is stupid, and not because of what can happen. But I cannot think of a bigger waste of time, effort, money, and resources that could be better spent. Uh, successful people or people with things going on do not protest. Right. Right. Not because of opportunity costs or they don't care. It's just it's it doesn't do anything. So you look at the women at that the the pussy hat march. Remember that? Yep. I now none of them had jobs anyway, and you know nothing happened to the economy. I'm sure some husbands were gratefully not nagged that day. Uh, <laughs> but think about I, I, what multiple millions of women marched in multiple cities for what. For what all you to raise awareness to to get on the TV to wear a stupid hat? How much in money was spent on hotels, food, restaurants, lost labor, lost wages, da 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 da? Uh, because of that, these kids going to the rally for life. Okay, that, that you can do that, I suppose. But how much labor was wasted with these kids? How much time was wasted? Any protest? I just don't get because how do we participate in politics? We vote. You vote. That's it. You vote. Now, you could do what I do and other people do with the Internet. At one point in time, back in the olden days, protesting might have had some sway. But right now, uh, Stefan Molyneux farts out one of his crappiest videos, and his crappiest videos will reach 50,000 people. You won't find a rally that gets 50,000 people in the state or local capital. right? And he can do that. Maybe consuming 100 calories of energy uh, and, and less than a dollar worth of expenses because uh, the technology of the internet allows you to reach so many people. Um, so that is a way more effective. If you really want to convince people, write cogent arguments on the internet, make compelling cases on the internet, um, use your social media if you want. But 
wasting the money, time, effort, calories, labor, and resources to go physically down and protest. I I can't think of a less uh, or, or uh, economic, uh, more economically inefficient way to participate in politics. Now, I guess I guess the only thing I'd say about that is, I mean, for me, this was. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. After this event, that's a hundred percent true. Because mm-hmm. I mean, if this event didn't happen, we wouldn't have this glaring, a hundred percent irrefutable example of how far gone we are. And mm-hmm. I guess the point I'm trying to make is, is that if this doesn't convince people, they are not convinced. No, they're they will not. Never no. be convinced. And and if we if we lost, you know, we lost the house. We lost the house with this two years of insanity. And and my point: a lot of people are blaming social media for this and stuff. No, it's us. Social media is people. It's not some thing. It's actual people. And that's that's the problem. And you got to come to terms with we're probably too far gone. And so, yeah, well, exactly. I wrote this book called Protesting. Enjoy the Decline uh, three, three <laughs> marathons ago, but apparently right, no one right. read it. I, but you know what? But but I mean, I always go, I don't think it can get worse and then it gets worse. But this, when you go and you start attacking children for doing nothing, that is they'll get worse it'll keep getting worse there is no bottom it goes straight to hell right there's no rock bottom they just keep digging through the muck and slime and filth Mm -hmm. until they reach hell i mean that there is no bottom it's a void and so but if it doesn't convince people you don't waste your life don't go out there and protest and put yourself at risk like you said there's different ways you can fight the fight if you want to keep fighting and I sort of still want to keep fighting because these people are fucking evil. I want mm-hmm. they're the big fucking dragon that you you're, you're going to love my next <laughs> post, and you're going to love my next post. Um, okay, it's 18 pages long. Oh, and, yeah, I, I you're thought lucky. Was, you're lucky. I, I thought, like to read. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to take me two hours to write, and maybe it would be four, and then. I realized the scope of what I was trying to tackle, and um, yeah, it's going into the third day of me writing this, and um. But you will, you will, because it does address your concern as to how depraved and how low will they go. Right. And I think this uh, article or treatise or essay is really what it is, uh, explains they will go to absolute zero. And if they could go into negative yeah. or below absolute zero, they would. They would find a way. But I'm not going to explain that there. But getting back to helping out any of the yeah, younger well- brothers sisters out there you had a second point to follow up before the second I... point about yeah. about protesting uh, is not only is it a waste of your time but as dt points out that's where you're going to run into the crazies that's where you're going to run into a drunk indian uh walking into your group that's where you're going to run into the uh, the black israelites that's where you're going to run into antifa and you have to realize that how, how it's not rolling around pigs you can't determine these people have leftist protesters in general, whatever their stripe, really have nothing else going on. Do you think uh, the women at the pussy hat march are wearing fucking pussy hats on their heads, guys? Do you think they're going to go back home to some rewarding marriage with a guy who's ripped and they got a real career? Do you think the black Israelites, uh, they all go back to their CPA, big four accounting firm that they're working for, their engineering firm? Do you, do you think Antifa goes back uh, and the the woman raises her kids and 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 maybe goes to church. That is all they have in life. And not only is that sad and pathetic, but you have to realize since it's so sad and pathetic, that's all they have in life. 
they're mental. Yeah. And if you dare threaten or you get it, they, they view you as a direct threat to what they have as, as the only value in their life, whatever, you know, are protesting environmentalism or immigrants rights or whatever, you know, it, it t- take your flavor. And so you might be going there like, Hey, this is fun. Or yeah, I really believe in, in the, the right to life. I really believe in um, building a wall. I really believe in lower taxes. Um, you're doing that not only from a more, intellectual, philosophical, intellectually honest perspective, but you also have a life. Mm-hmm. These people don't. That's all they got. And, you know, if, if that's all they got, go ahead, corner a squirrel, see how rabid it gets. It's all, it's life is all it has. And so this is where you get assault, you get acid in your face, you get, uh, bike locks, bike locks and, uh, punches and this is it's not or that you know on the other side uh, let's be intellectually honest the gal that got ran over um at the what was it in virginia it was charlottesville that's charlottesville the, that's, okay that's yeah. the one example it's the one example well, they no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just i'm just pointing out someone died it doesn't matter no. on what side you, you're going to get a group of people that are all emotionally charged one may be rational, the other may not be rational, but you get people in a group of people, your instincts go up, you're not aware of what the law is anymore. It's like battling in, in the in the battlefields of Hastings in 1066. You're like a Viking, or not Viking, you're a Norman versus a, whoever the hell else fought the Normans, the French, I don't know. Um, and then you make mistake. And then when, when the police come in there and disperse you, now you got yourself a criminal record, or you got yourself a broken leg, or the, yeah. the Indian guy had to... Uh, what is it? Um, you can get it if they spit in you. Uh, uh, hepatitis. Well, I got vaccine. Hepatitis, yeah. Yeah, or tuberculosis or whatever else. Um, there's no reason to go to these damn protests. No. You know? Carry a gun. I, I, it, it's, here's another example. Did you ever go downtown Minneapolis during, you know, during the 90s when you were young to go party? No. No. Do you want to <laughs> go to downtown Minneapolis when I get back to go party? No. No. Why don't we want to go there, DT? Well, one, it's da- more dangerous than other places, and the most important reason, it's a leftist hellhole. <laughs> well, I was going to say, one, I have no desire to go to loud nightclubs uh, and hit on uh, 20-something ditzy chicks. Uh, two, uh, there's, a, there's a chance, not a high one, but an increased chance that we might have to pull our guns and shoot somebody. Uh, three, the, the highest risk, you know what the highest risk of going downtown Minneapolis is the highest risk. Yeah. We're not going to get in fights. I've never gotten in a fight in downtown Minneapolis. I mean, a homeless person comes up to you. Nope. Nope. No, this is all, this is almost guaranteed. This is the, this is almost a guarantee of what's bad thing to happen to you. If you go to downtown Minneapolis happened to you, huh? I was just going to say, happens to everybody happens to everybody. You're stuck in traffic. No. Well, okay. That too. Relate. You're close. It's related to traffic. It's related to traffic. Mm-hmm. You have to pay for parking. I don't know. <laughs> no, how do you pay for parking? <laughs> you're spending money. That's well. You your... go. You go into the parking ramp. You pay for parking. What if the parking ramp is full? DT. Oh shit. Uh... Or what if they say green sign? You can park here. What inevitably happens? Green sign. It fills up, right? No, God Almighty! You never you just got to spell you know, it out. Now I'm lost. Oh, for Christ's sake! You get your car ticketed or towed. That's what okay. happens. The okay. city of Minneapolis wants to ticket and tow you. Mm-hmm. That's what's going to happen. And, and for what? What? 
to to spend money in their city. <laughs> to spend money in the city and to not meet any hot chicks or actually anyone that you're going to want to keep. And just to, I don't know, get blue balls and get drunk and, and, and get a hangover the next day. Forget it. There is no reason right. to go to downtown just as there's no reason. Excuse me. Sorry, I had a cough there. Uh, there's no reason to go to these protests. Right. Uh, you you want to beat the left. You want to beat the parasites of society. Go work. Go spend time with your family. Um, work a career. Vote. And then make make a convincing. Uh, what? You think that the Indian guy or the black Hebrews are going to write an equivalent encountering treatise on economics and labor that I did in three days? You think that you think they even know how to spell? But see, I think they're more convincing because I think most people are stupid, horrible creatures. Why I mean, that's, did, wait, wait, that's wait, wait. Why, my... why are pro- leftist protesters more convincing? Because they just appeal to emotion. They, they, um, okay, their message is easy, more. Yeah, there's an easy bad guy. It doesn't take much to join their group. Right. Okay. You know, there's no okay. responsibility. You can blame everything and, and it's working. And that's sort of my point. And that's why this is. That's why this combination of stories is like convinced me, hundred uh, percent. We're making the right move and moving to South Dakota, one hundred fucking percent. Oh yeah, that yeah, this no, thing I, that I this thing is going down, and 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 you need to do all you can to take care of yourself and the people you care about, and fucking write off everybody else. It's not your fault. It's not your responsibility. It, you're not responsible to support these people. You're not, res- I mean, like, like you said, the reason why they're able to do what they're doing in their shallow lives that have no meaning is mm-hmm. because there are productive people that are supporting them. Right. And my, they- my, and how I would say that we advance the ball is yes, work your ass off, save up the money, get out of debt so you can stop working. That right. would be my, my answer is that the harder that you work, the more you're supporting these motherfuckers. Right. The, but here, may, may I point out a positive, a little silver lining to the cloud there that's that's dampening your day there, DT. It's not dampening my day. I'm, I'm glad for the clarity. That okay. The clouds right. have parted, and I see clearly now that it, there's no hope. <laughs> that's sort yeah. of, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a bad message, but in a way it's good because you're able to just wa- wash your hands of it. Right, right. I, I would say that um, if if you are filming the uh, black Israelites and there's a, a random Indian guy walking and th- that they're going to go harass some high school kids, uh, you're probably at a, you're probably seeing the worst of the worst. Uh, the vast majority of leftists are not like that. Oh, they're brainwashed. They're dumb. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but when you're filming uh protest you really do have the worst of the worst well i would say yeah for there but but this these two examples show that that worst of the worst automatically spreads to everybody based they on get the more reaction. credibility than honest people it, it, it just the way that people reacted to this and just without evidence and without uh the context and both these cases and how everybody just condemned these people. This was like mm-hmm. a huge viral thing, right? It wasn't right. just an isolated thing. Yeah, you're going to see the worst of the worst there. But the reality is the worst of the worst is everywhere. With so- Social media has revealed what people really are. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's, I don't think it is. I, I, I always had the question, is social media just showing, showing the worst of the worst? Or is it showing who people truly are? 
and the fact that that it's spread like it's spread. And the only reason why Steve King got uh, you know thrown under the bus and this innocent kid did not is because there was uh, more evidence. There was more context. There was a recording. There was a video that could show that the mainstream media completely 100% lied. Right. They completely 100% lied. And, and, but they see the reason why they do that is because they know that most of the people that, that make the snap decision will not pay attention to how they were wrong. Right. They'll just or the correction that, that comes in the nail. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yep. No, they I, know that they know it's like a, a war of attrition or whatever. They just know that every time they do this, they gain more and more people to their side. Hmm. And I think it's, it's insurmountable now. I, I the way that uh, Mrs. DT re- reacted to this is basically, yeah, she's never voting Republican again. That was the Steve King story. I'm never voting Republican again. I'm voting for Trump, and that's it. And mm-hmm. the way I've reacted to it is, yeah, the only thing that's going to save this now is Trump declaring martial law and just yeah, that's no. At, at which, if that, I was president, I would have done that the first day in yeah, office. They're traitors. I would have <laughs> yeah. just said, no, we're we're cleaning house. We're going to have a new civil war. It starts now. Yep, that's um, that's the only thing that's going to solve this. One side is going to declare martial law, and yeah, you might as no, well have it, it be it, your it, side. No, you're you're right because I think maybe not the next Democrat president. I don't think they'll do it. Um, but uh, when we get our first millennial president, who's a Democrat? Oh wait, there only are Democrat millennials. Uh, when we get our first millennial Democrat president, uh, they will, uh, without a doubt, they I, I see them declaring martial law. Um, and and because that's, that's their ideology. I just, I just don't. And it'll be, it'll be based on a lie. You know, they'll, they'll, they'll lie to target people Mm -hmm. where, where the truth is there are traitors there. This country is filled with about half of people who are treasonous basically. But but here's a question. What if more than half the population is treasonous by democracy? That's, that's the law. Right. Exactly. See, and that's, that's so, exactly it. It's kind of you know. This is why I'm also now looking overseas, where it's just you know you just can't rest. It's like okay, I got this place, gonna sell it now. I'm in South Dakota. It's like oh, yeah. I mean, there's no rest. It's like oh, now yeah. I gotta now I gotta look at the Philippines. Now I gotta fly to Thailand. Now I gotta now I gotta look at Poland. Now it's cold there, and it's a weird fucking language. Like there's just no fucking rest. And then there's there's no guarantee either, you know. Over over in Poland, they they might go and vote socialist. You never know. Uh, cell phones have made their way into the hands of precious young girls and boys everywhere, and then they become Americanized or Westernized. They're like, hey, this socialism thing is great, you know. They they don't remember the the Iron Curtain. Their grandparents and parents do, but they don't. Um, but I try not get to get too worked up about it. I, I'm not worked. I, th- for me, this is just, it's like, okay, I have been everything that I suspected to be true. Mm-hmm. And that, and that with the election of Trump sort of, I kind of was forced to reevaluate, right? It's like, oh, Trump won. So maybe we do have a change. No, maybe, I never. Oh, did you actually think that? <laughs> I did. I did. Oh, you foolish boy. I did. No. I thought maybe we're turning a corner. No, nope. it was worth, nope. it was worth the two years <laughs> of hope. You know, it's worth the two years of hope to find out, right? No, I, I don't have the, hope. I, hope. Hope will fuck you in the ass. Fuck hope. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, if there was a chance, there's a chance. You're saying there's a chance, right? So you're telling no. me there's a chance. No. And, and now I'm fully, I mean, with the Democrats winning the House um, in the midterms here, and then these series of stories starting pretty much at Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh mm-hmm. is when it started 
where you just thought, holy shit, how low are these people going to go? And they just keep going lower and lower and lower until they're attacking children who have done nothing. All they have uh, have done is wore a hat. That's it. <laughs> and so well, it, since you're since you're the, not in a bad mood, I'm glad you're not in a bad mood. You sounded agitated and worked. I'm glad you're not, though. I'm glad you're, you're not worked up or agitated about this. I was I was terse because um, I have that dumb <laughs> phone and I can't text a lot of words. That's that's why it sounded like, oh, it's very short and, and, and dark. Ooh, he must be in a bad mood. <laughs> No, it's just my uh, phone. <laughs> good, good. Um, you want to do something a little more lighthearted and fun? Sure. We do uh, have some super chats whenever you want to get to those. Let's take we'll... a look at let's take a look at the super chats and hopefully they won't be as dour or sad as uh the media lying in the fourth branch of government hating on its people. So of course you know who went first. Um, it would be Ava Mendez, my 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 true love, my one and only Ava Mendez. Finally, admitted she tuned into the podcast, and her question is for a million dollars because she's a millionaire. Aaron, uh, when can I come over? And the answer is now. Is that is that the question? And who made the million dollar donation? Is that is that unless that Ava Mendez is transitioning and is a tranny now? That's oh. named Atham L. Deco. Well, Atham is a tranny. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. It's, you know, a tranny. What's their favorite Ava Mexican Mendez? transsexual up to nowadays? <laughs> so he said, uh, "You are late for two bucks." What do you mean? I am late. We were not late. We were right we were on, on time. time. And then uh, for $6.66, he follows that up with, Clary got sick last week because he pushed too hard trying to compete with the young dudes on Fitbit. Wah-ha-ha-ha, Clary equals old. I kept up. I got third or fourth place. I'm beating everybody now, and I'm sick. I ended up, I did go for a little bit of a walk, but. Um, I did notice that your voice is a little. Yeah. A little gravity and deeper than normal. So. Yeah, two two nights ago, I got I got hit with it because um, I did. I pushed my body too much. I went too much hiking and worked out and painted trim and all this other stuff. But um, now my body is like, nope. And when I get sick, I obey it. Um, yes. And what's great about getting sick, here's the thing that's great about getting sick. I will eat whatever the hell I want because I got to give my body everything possible. Uh, so I was eating pho and ramen, and I had the best Italian sandwich I've ever had over at this uh, cafe over in uh, Anthem. Not Anth- not Anthem, Anthem. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a town to the south. Anyway. Um, for all those listening, when I was sick, I decided to do the voiceover for your Clary podcast intro. Oh, that sounded great. That's why you <laughs> yeah. sounded so good. Yeah, that's why I sounded really Clary good. Podcast. <laughs> that was my real voice. <laughs> Sick. So starring. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sponsored by assholeconsulting.com. Yeah, that's me. That's old DT with a cold. Yeah. Uh, uh so Nick Shoelanner here for 199 says mm-hmm. DT should listen to Scrooge's I Hate People song. I should. It's like that- Scrooge McDuck or something. Yeah, are we talking like is it a band called Scrooge? Or are we talking know, like uh, quick, a here, holiday? Scrooge, uh, I hate people. I mean, there's all kinds of great hate songs. So yeah. Oh, hate did you find people. it? Let's see what it, it's. Uh, it's a Bill Murray. Musical. No, it's it's a uh, it's Scrooge the musical. Oh, it might be. It might be. Uh, uh, is it? No, I thought maybe it was the Muppets at first. It, it almost Scrooge almost looked like Michael Caine there, but it's not. So it's a it's a Scrooge 
uh, movie. Well, don't play it because uh, I don't want to get no, no, I won't, no, no copyright no. strike or nope. I want no, Google getting it. sand in its vagina. I'll Maybe. listen to it later. Yeah. So let's see. We'll scroll down here. Bacon Maldito. Good old bacon. Says few things are more satisfying than pointing out anti-white racism and having people assume I'm white. I'm mostly black. <laughs> more fun doing it in person. <laughs> I love that. I love how he goes. Didn't, I'm, mostly, didn't I'm mostly black. <laughs> didn't somebody get busted saying we can't all have? It was a black lady, and she says we can't all have white privilege like you. And then yeah. she didn't realize she was talking <laughs> yes. to a black guy. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if you know there's been a few uh famous um albino blacks and i wonder what they have to say about that whole thing i don't really i i wonder yeah. famous albino blacks none are coming to mind right now well i mean relatively famous right i mean it's there was a there was a comedian that was uh he actually uh was a comedian at, did you ever go to comedy sports in Minneapolis? Uh, unfortunately, you once I did. Oh, you did? Yeah. This guy was hilarious though. I mean, he was fantastic and he was a black albino and he ended up being, see, here's how weird I am with movies. He ended up being an extra in a, in kind of a little scene, disturbing mm -hmm. scene in end of days with Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> I'm watching Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I'm like, this guy looks really weird. Oh, he's a black albino. Hey, that's that guy that I laughed my ass off because he was so fucking funny. <laughs> well, here, here, um, it's, it's what I suspected. You will have the, uh, fa facial features of a, a black, uh, individual, yes. yep. but then, yeah, the hair is, is that they got to wear, um, well, yeah, white almost. Um, yep. But then I think they got to wear contacts because aren't your eyes red or something? I don't know about the yeah, I don't know about the eyes thing, but yeah, uh, it it looks kind of. Oh, there's no doubt about it. It's weird as hell looking. I won't lie. Um, but you could see the facial features. Like, okay, it, it really is just hue. Um, I you yeah, you wonder, could. You just wonder you could, what. No, you what, could pass yourself off as white. Um. Yeah. If if you if you you know just a little bit of touch up or you actually look kind of like a redhead almost. Yeah. Yeah. Um so you could. Yeah, I could see where um a black guy who was an albino could pass himself off as white and I bet you they'd hear some real interesting conversation. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's your white privilege talking. <laughs> what my disease? Is that what you're saying or what? I mean, being an albino is not it's like a genetic yeah, it's Almost not a like disease. It's a thing, right? it's yeah. something. I don't know. What do you call them? Black people defective there, uh, DT? What are you <laughs> saying? What See, do you mean, not, you people? Now the what New York you Times. Mean, you people. The, the, the New York Times will take that out of context. Oh, uh, Aaron everybody Clary. condemn me for it, right? Self-confessed gay Nazi. Aaron yep. Clary said, I hate black people. <laughs> Lose it, six. George Stefanova. What do you think of Aaron Clary hating on black people? Uh, well, I think he should apologize immediately, and then I'm kicked off of YouTube. Right. But yeah, you just, it, you, it would be interesting to hear from, I mean, if they do experience this kind of anti-white racism, right? Like, you're not really a black person because you're an albino. I mean, talk about having... Like, I do know I I do know this. This is this is sad, but I do know <clears throat> at least in some circles there is debate as to how black you are. Mm -hmm. Like if you happen to be lighter colored skin or you know a couple too many uh, settlers got into your lineage tree there. 
um, you're you're not black enough. Heck, that was a that was a thing with Obama, oh, right? Obama, yep. Yeah, I mean, like, well, I mean, okay, yeah, he's half white, he's half black, you know, but oh, he's not black enough. Like, really? Yeah, it's just. I know. Well, they not- tried to say they tried to say he didn't have any slave blood, and he didn't because it was a a black immigrant. That was yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I, so they did I, say that. But I, I'm thinking like this is the dumbest fucking argument. Oh yeah, it's stupid. Like, yeah. what don't you have anything better to do? And it's like, no. Apparently, the mainstream media does not have anything better no, to do. No. I don't know. Uh, if so they- our our favorite mostly black. Bacon. <laughs> well, hang on, hang on. Let's let's plug his site. The the goddamn bacon. Right? The goddamn bacon. Now, the goddamn bacon. I'm gonna look that up real quick. You talk about him a little bit. I want to make sure I got the right. I don't know anything else about him. I just found out the guy was black, which means we got to kick him off the show. By the way, I mean you got to keep sending us money, but we got. He said he's mostly black. So the goddamnbacon.com. Ah, uh, yeah. I think the goddamnbacon.com. Okay, let's see. I'll look it up. Ah, there too. it is. The goddamn bacon's column. The truth weaponized. The yeah. goddamn bacon. Rants of reason from a rouge, a rouge philosopher, yeah. philosopher. Nothing personal. It's just reality. Kind of want bacon now. Oh, bacon's great. Yeah, bacon would be good. Bacon breakfast. That's what I'm on right now. I probably mentioned it before. I'm all I'm all on it. I love it. The bacon See, breakfast. I'm- I mean, admittedly, I get to eat whatever I want, but um, it kind of sucks and not having a female around because, like, there's no one to pamper you. You can't play that game, like, act like you're a cripple and get everything handed to you. You know, get totally pampered. Yeah. Yeah. A guy cold or what? Man cold. Man Man cold. Yeah. I got to, I got to, like, Get out of the bed. I got to actually go to places. I got to do things. They they did research on that and they actually confirmed it, though. They confirmed that men being sick is worse than women being sick they oh. they it's something with our brains or something oh. i'm, I'm they, not they confirmed I've never it. we're been, not like we're not like lying when we're actually feeling like shit <laughs> it's like we actually do feel like total shit well i, f- I feel like shit but I've, i don't think i've ever had a cold where i've been wiped out like if i've had a cold okay i'll still get work done i'll still go to the grocery store you just feel like crap i've never had it where I'm debilitated. Now I've had the flu or food poisoning where, right. yeah, then you're knocked out for a day or two. Um, but yeah, when I get the cold, it, I won't lie to you. It's, it's really nothing. I mean, if you cough, you maybe get slightly worse sleep. Um, but it, it's almost a draw because usually I can pull the, the, the scam of getting the GF to think that, Oh, I'll take care of you. Oh yeah. I'll go get soup here. Here's your video game controller. Thank you. <laughs> you know, and I'm just blasting away at the video games dominating, you know, and I'll go back to acting like a cripple. Um, yeah. Well, I, so, I, but, I mean, if you're really laid up, then yeah, you are feeling it. I'm the same way. If I, if I'm sick and it's not that bad, I'll get shit done. But if I'm, if I'm laying down, it's because I am debilitated. <laughs> so no, I, the, this cold is, this is like uh what is it? The, the one through five hurricane level. This is like a, a tropical <laughs> storm. This is like a one. Cause after this, I'm probably going to go get some pho and then I'm going to try my new bowling shoes. I got on the internet over at the bowling alley. And I'll go. I bowling. heard you talk about pho, but I won't, I won't make you explain that again. I can't Why, remember what it was. It's just, it's Vietnamese soup. That's all it is. Okay. Okay. And, and it's, it's got a lot really of sugar good. in it, right? It's got a lot of no, sweet no, nothing in it. No, no. The reason you get it is it's hot and it's spicy. 
basically oh, makes okay, you sweat okay. and burns out your coal. But there's like noodles and broth and chili peppers, and then they it depends what kind of fire oh, you like. I was thinking about the tea. You had some kind of tea that you like too. Boba tea. Boba, that's the sweeter tea, right? That's the sweet tea, yeah. And then they put little bits of jelly in it and uh, boba, and the, okay. which are honey. Um, so you like fa things. and boba. <laughs> the dude, the Asians got it going on in food. <laughs> Americans pretty much dominated in everything except food. We're pretty basic there. But I think uh, the the Asians, the Mexicans, the Italians. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, that's where all the spices are grown. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, it's just amazing food. I don't like Indian food. Um, I don't know why. I just just don't like it. But oh, man, Asian food. And over here in Vegas, you got Asian restaurants open 20. And not like the hole in a wall Chinese place that makes the same sloppy uh, chicken fried rice. I'm talking like you can get pho, you could get ramen, you could get sushi any time of the day here. Yeah. And so, uh, you just got to be willing to drive to go get it. And we do good barbecue here in America. In yeah. States. Yeah. That, that's, I would, I was trying to think what's kind of America's claim to fame for food. And I would say good barbecue, good bourbon and barbecue. That's yeah, about slow, it. Slow, slow cooked, you know, the smoked shit and not smoked shit, obviously, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So yes. bacon our mostly black friend, good mm-hmm. loyal listener here. Bacon. Uh, for another five dollars so he gave like over 10 bucks here to already okay again yeah. guys you don't have to donate the money if unless you have it so don't feel like you have to so p.s you started your damn cast right before my shift again curse you cappy for not what? being considerate of my schedule Laugh i thought that he loud. would want that he's listening to, he's listening to it now Laugh how is he complaining loud. about this all right just kidding jk oh, right. hope all is well oh yeah, thanks Cappy's in a Cappy's in a good mood today, so all is well, I think. Yeah, for, for being cold. sick, I've been in great. Yeah. Maybe I'm just happy this cold isn't as bad as it could have possibly been. Bacon I'll tell you some- this. Well, I'll tell you the other thing is I'm happy I'm on like the last closing paragraphs of that 18-page post yeah, I put yeah. together. That's-, <laughs> That's a whole chapter in a new book. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it was... And that's that's eight by eleven because I'm like, how long is this post? Because you can't tell on the internet. So I copied the text that I pasted in Microsoft Word, and you know it's bad when the Microsoft Word just doesn't spit out a word count, but the word count is tallying and the pages are tallying. You're like, oh, this is. And right. I'm like, oh, eighteen pages. Huh? Okay, that's that's a little bit long, but uh, I won't lie. I'm hopeful that this article goes viral. Um, cause it is very deep and philosophical addresses many things. I think it's very current and forward looking. Um, but, uh, I am, I, I have my connections in the, uh, interwe- interwebs world and I do not abuse them. I only send them stuff, uh, in the publishing world if it's actually very good. Uh, and they usually will just take me on my word and throw it up and, uh, post it. So I, it's, it's kind of like I got, a nitrous in the car i can hit the nitro button if i want and get a boost but um uh, this uh, this article should that's the thing it's kind of like escape velocity like everyone's got their regular reading group and i've always wanted to yep. be able to like go and get other people's you know readership and like hey but you got to get that escape velocity to get beyond yours <clears throat> have right. other people actually post it on their social media so that other people might actually read it and like oh hey and then then you break into this whole other encampment of like-minded individuals whose Venn diagrams never came over yours. And 
And then overnight, I double my reading audience and then double my income. Overnight, just like that, DT. It would be nice. It would be nice. Yep, it would. So Bacon's got one last one. Here. <laughs> he, he's he's just like working for us now. 13 bucks or something total. He says, take solace that leftists ruin their own lives too. And that sort of was the point you were making, I think. He must yes. have said that before you said it. Think, think about where what I, I know I spoofingly mockingly said, uh, where does the drunk Indian go when he when he goes home after harassing the the Catholic kids? Where did those uh, black Israelites go after uh, they were done harassing the kids? Right. Again, they're not going back to become an engineer or something like that. But no, really think about where they go. Well, what, they, uh, some government housing, if if that I mean, how much if some of them might be homeless. According to this, I mean, people have looked into this Nathan Phillips guy. He's the quote drunk Indian. I don't All know right. if he was exactly. Well, was he drunk, drunk or, or was he? I don't no, think. I don't know. Drunk, you said he probably. came staggering. All right. <laughs> he came over with a drum. So. Oh. <laughs> and uh, and and if you believe him, his motives were sort of noble. I mean, he he came over there to try to put himself between the black Israelites. Oh, and, shit. No, don't give no, me this crap. He's some no, bored but, guy but with jack fuck all shit to yeah, do. He's li- he, he, he's been caught in a bunch of lies, so you can't really trust anything <laughs> that he says. But for a time in his past, apparently, he lived in a teepee outside mm. the White House for a okay. month. Okay. All right. So, there you go. All right. So he's a he's a leftist activist, and that's what it, he does. He, remember that, the guy that who was, uh, quote, the representative of the... Uh, of the homeless tent city in Minneapolis, and he got busted for drug possessions and dealing narcotics. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Did they close that down? Is the tent city gone? Now? I don't know. I haven't paid attention to that stuff. It's, it the, hasn't been in the, the news. So it, yeah. Well, I, you know, they, they had all pride and they were all going to do it and everything. I wonder, hang on, let's look that up. I do want to know. Great. They should have done like a carbon footprint to that thing. That would have been the left eating its own because they're carting in all kinds of firewood to keep them warm. Firewood. There's no <laughs> fire hazard. I'm there. looking at all this great wood and I'm like, shit, I could, you know, that's multiple, multiple days at my compound of heat. Um, and they're just it, letting it go into the atmosphere. So yeah. WCCO. No, it's November, December transition to navigation center from Minneapolis. Tent city begins. Oh, so they're going to the navigation center. Ooh, that sounds very official. I'm sure they're going to navigate. Yep, you're going to take 50-year-old drug addicts and you're going to navigate them. Oh, we're going to rehabilitate you. Rehabilitate them into what? Uh, Let's look up the navigation center. Minneapolis. Seriously, guys, you want to look on the happy side of of the leftists? Okay, fine, they get all this this government aid and all that other stuff, but look at that. They waste their lives. Right. These aren't 18 year old kids at this at this quote navigation center. This is 40, 50, 60, or sometimes 70 year old people. Navigation. Their entire lives they've been homeless and they've been on drugs or booze. So it's like they don't know how to navigate reality. Is that why they're calling it the oh, navigation I, center? I mean, it's whatever. not like rehab. Oh, we got to get you counseling. All of it's bullshit. If if counselors and social workers actually wanted to help these people out, they'd put them off in a camp like uh, Joe um, Arapaho did down in Phoenix, in Maricopa County. You take out all the booze and the drugs. You'd make sure that all they got was food, clothing, water, and shelter. You know, make sure that they were taken care of. You detox them, and then you put them through a fucking drill instructor academy 
where they get their fucking shit to get this, this nice touchy feely bullshit never works. And the only reason they do that is so these worthless fucking prissy little swipple girls from the suburbs with their consulting or their uh, counseling degrees can go and get a government fucking check and make, you know, twiddle their twat because they're helping the community. That's all. And that, then, then these guys to show an, an honesty about me, it never actually helps these poor people get out of poverty. Did you add an extra T to consulting? <laughs> no, I uh, no. You did it. You did it. Okay, good. No, I, I, <laughs> just, that'd be uh, a good term. That's a that would be a good, be a good coined phrase there. Yeah. Well, coined term. Consulting uh, with an extra T. Navigation center for homeless nearly complete. This is December of 2013. Let's see what this looks like. The new navigation center on Cedar Avenue in South Minneapolis is a work in progress. All three living pods will house roughly 120 people a moved from the homeless pod. encampment. It's oh like my God. Mars. It's like they're going to Mars. Hang it's on. a living pod, and we need oh, to okay, navigate our way to Mars. We're navigating our way to Mars in our living pods. What? So it's going gonna, it's gonna to want to play a video. Uh, uh -huh. But you know what these living pods are? Uh, they're like containers, maybe? Uh, they're worse. Uh, so you know how the county will have their salt depots? Yes. Where they keep all the salt. What covers the salt? It's like a tarp. Yeah. It's like a big ass tarp. That's what this is. Okay. Uh, they're just big so it's, ass. Like a, it's a yurt. They're building a bunch of yurts. Uh, for them. Not really yurty. They're more uh, Quonset hut in shape. They're long. Okay. They're basically inflatable barracks. They're, they're Wait, kind of those called wigwams? <laughs> those wigwams? I don't know. Why are you always going with this eccentric housing? I, oh, you're no, no, the, no. The the Indians would live in those. Uh, what were they called? The well, they lived in wigwams. Yes, yeah, they looked like they had the long curved buildings, wigwams. Right. It, this is that's more... very racist. They're calling they're calling them now the living pods, where they're actually wigwams for the Native Americans that they're housing. Why you know what? You know what this is bigoted against. Dolphins, because don't don't dolphins swim in a pod? Yes, they do. How dare they insult the dolphins like this? All right, uh, pod one is nearly full. Pod two has framing and covering up to fit. These things should take a day max to put up. <laughs> For fuck's sake, you're pitching tents, right? Crews, crews are installing more time. and heating, and the space should be operational by Saturday. Pod three will be online Wednesday. The three living pods have 40 cots each. Oh, yeah. Nothing bad's going to happen here. Oh, Absolutely nothing's bad is going to happen here. Uh, Tuesday, 10 people moved in. Wednesday after another 14 were transferred to the center, and a total of 40 were in there by the end of Thursday. Our tent is with this is to get as many people safely indoors into a better environment as quickly as possible. Steve Horsfield of Simpson Housing Services said at the encampment, with the city of Minneapolis spending $1.5 million to get this navigation center oh, up. The city of Minneapolis, I'm glad I moved out. Oh, glad God. you guys paid for that. But that's what I mean. That's where it's like, if you're like us, you need to work hard, save your money, spend no money so that you can escape these leftist hellholes. Because they're just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse until mm -hmm. they take everything from you. So it really, it, you do need to start planning your exodus. How would you like to be the cop that's got to do his daily route there? Right, through the wig, uh, wigwam central navigation. <laughs> the wigwam. <laughs> now I got to look up center. to see what a wig, hang on, what's a wig? I, I thought a wigwam was sort of like, yeah, an army barracks. Like it's, uh, 
Uh, no, it looks more like a urine. Or like an air <laughs> hanger, like a, like a small air hanger, wasn't it? Uh, they, well, most of the pictures I have here, they look basically kind of like an igloo, an igloo made out of wood. Uh, okay. uh, so they're uh, spherical, but there's one here that kind of does have more of an elongated shape. Yeah. Yeah. That's most the of them thinking. are, most of them are basically, um, maybe there's a different name for that. But... Igloo in shape. Yeah. Say, did you see the super blood wolf moon? No, uh, yeah. there was a hike over at Red Rock Canyon where you could go up to the top, but the uh, Las Vegas area, I think it was last night or the night before that, uh, there were gusts of up to 65 miles an hour oh, coming out yeah. of the canyon. Yeah, and um, it was cold and miserable, and I, uh, yeah, I was like, nope, not going to do it. Just, and uh, you couldn't see it in the city? It got dark enough? I, 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 but the moon, was well, a full moon, and it has a slightly different hue this time? What? What did I miss? Oh, it's really, it's, uh, it, it's very red and dark, yeah. Okay, it was very spooky cool. looking. Okay. Yeah, it's very spooky looking. Yeah, all right, because yeah. right. you know it, when it when it was starting, it's like you could be outside and go take a hike outside in the full moon, and it's bright enough to it's. I mean, it's really bright, right? Uh -huh. And then by the time our time it was like ten forty one Central Standard Time, it, you look outside. There's no shadows, no nothing. It's like it all of a sudden looks like it's a new moon out there, and you go outside and you can you can see it. Was I mean, it an eclipse? Yeah, it's a lunar oh, eclipse. Oh, it was an yeah. eclipse. Oh, okay, because yeah. I was thinking like, well, what? Because when you said it got red, I'm like, well, wait, if, that would de be determined by local atmospheric conditions, like the amount of you know, dust in the air or particulate and cloud cover would no, color the moon there. But this was, this was, it was, a, it was an eclipse. Yeah, it's a lunar oh. eclipse. And the reason why it's red is because the only light that reaches it is the longer wavelengths that, yeah, around, that go around the, earth. the earth. So it's sort yeah. of like, it's sort of like the if you were standing on the moon, you would look back at the Earth, and it would probably look like a big Plot red halo sun. around it, yeah, just yeah. and hitting you, right? Um, or like a sunset, you know, around the Earth, okay. And then that, so that's the that's the only light that hits it when it's in the shadow. So cool. So that's why they call it the blood moon, and that's why it's in you know all the all the end of the world stuff in the Bible. The moon will turn as blood. Because that's you know that's how the eclipses always look. So ah, uh, all right. Well, I'm glad I learned oh, our little bit of astronomy today. Uh, what cool. else we got for super chats? Anything? Uh, we just got another one here from Krillin eight seven six. I think you know him, right? These guys are all like the royal order of the yeah round table. Our, the, knights the knights of the round table. Yeah. Yeah. Our knights of the round table. Cap. What about Mike Lindell? He turned it around. Who's Mike Lindell? I don't know. Oh, God damn it. Oh, I got to look up who's Mike Lindell. This is the good and the bad of not paying attention to politics. And then the, but then there's a comment right after that that says, hey, the super chats are down from Nick Shulaner. What do we yeah. do? Call in the Mexican super chat monkey. That's after, <laughs> after, after you. So I don't know. The Mexican <laughs> super chat monkey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, Mike Lindell. He's. um. He's guy of my pillow. Early life and career. Yes. Born in Mankato, Minnesota. Well, do you know what's turn it around? What, what do you know about him? He turned it around. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Was he a was he a homeless guy or something? No, I don't know. Mike Lindell was born in Mankato. He's not a leftist anymore. Oh, if he I, was a leftist, well, no, he's, he sounds like a lifelong entrepreneur. Uh, prior to inventing my pillow, Lindell launched and operated a number of small businesses, including carpet cleaning, lunch wagons. 
and a few bars and restaurants in Carver County, Minnesota. Lindell then invented the My Pillow in 2004 and grew the My Pillow business into a major Minnesota manufacturing company with 1,600 employees and 43 million pillows sold. That's a lot of pillows. His pillows work. If you if you don't have one, you should get one. They're yeah. really good. Oh, here it is. Okay, here. Here's where he turned it around. Okay, in 1982, Lindell became addicted to cocaine and alcohol. Okay. became addicted to crack cocaine in the 1990s. His addictions right. even stretched through the early years of the MyPillow business. Due to these addictions, he lost his marriage of 20 years, his house, and nearly the MyPillow business. Lindell yeah. achieved sobriety in 2009. All right, well, good for him. Yeah. That's awesome. In March 2017, Lindell produced The Mike Lindell Story, An American Dream, a documentary about Lindell overcoming drug addiction and building a multi-million dollar business. The documentary was shot in Minneapolis, Minnesota at the Pantages Theater. Well, that's good. I'm glad to, to hear somebody come from success, loss, and then success again. Right. Okay. He wears his cross very interestingly. Mm. <laughs> Where he puts his, his necklace on top of his shirt. What is rosary? It's a cross, a gold oh. cross. If you watch the commercials, it's always like, huh, he's wearing <laughs> putting his necklace so you can see it outside of his collar. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's do some uh, sponsors here. Then I want to get to another uh, article that I think you'll like. Actually, there's a couple articles we can help out the kids, but that's assuming you got time. You got to get going and be a father here or what? I do, but let, keep going. Yeah. All right. We got themensadvocate.net. Go to themensadvocate.net. Uh, if you happen to be a divorced man and you're looking for someone, frankly, to advocate you, uh, don't do this alone. Uh, go there. There's plenty of websites, of course. There's Terrence Pop's site over at uh, YouTube and uh, Rich Cooper's site. But the newest one, uh, put about by a friend of mine, go to themensadvocate.net. Check that out. Orion's Cold Fire, go to orionscoldfire.com if you want a daily dose of news. Uh, conservative libertarian editorial commentary, but I uh, go to that website for the photography. He has he does photography on the side, and it's very good. And uh, you know what I like most about his pictures? They're uh, they're not uh, they're not they're of nature. Let's say. Well, they are of nature, but I can usually figure out exactly where he is because he goes oh, to okay. national parks, and I'm usually like I know the exact spot on the road you're at. Not all of them, but I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been there. Academiccomposition.com. If you guys have papers you don't want to write, go to academiccomposition.com where our good friend Alex and his crack team, crack team, no, yeah, crack team of writing staff, not crack pot, crack team. Not like, not like Mike Lindell crack team. No, not like that, but uh, actual just a, a good team of writing staff will write your papers for you. Also, he's always hiring. So if you are looking for a job and you want to work from home and you're good at writing bullshit, uh, there's a huge demand for people who can write bullshit. Not oh, only yeah. in media, but in academia as well. Go to academiccomposition.com. Email them. It'll go right to Alex and tell Alex that the captain sent you. And he's also looking for marketers and advertisers always. So whether you want to use the service or you want to work for the company, go ahead and take a look. That's academiccomposition.com. Tell them Cappy sent you. Uh, push your rubber. A great mm -hmm. life skill. That's a great life skill to learn how to write bullshit. Oh, I mean, that's yeah. you can make it pretty far just writing bullshit. Oh yeah. I mean, you guys don't know this He's, about me, but I'm a I'm a rank communist. I've just been writing this Marxist bullshit <laughs> yeah. because, or this capitalist bullshit because because it's so easy to sell. 
It's just <laughs> right. so easy to t- sell people on responsibility and hard work and excellence. Uh-huh. It's just so easy. You know how hard it is to write communist, leftist, socialist, feminist slop that you're just amazing and wonderful and brave and courageous because you have a vagina. Do you know how hard that is to sell to half the population? It, yeah, it's so difficult. I mean, there's just... You There's know, no money in it at all. It's it's almost as hard as telling people nothing's their fault and they're entitled to other right. people's shit. I mean, you know, they just reject really... that. There's no way that would ever sell. You know, the only thing harder than that is trying to tell and convince women that big is beautiful and plus size lingerie is a thing. That's impossible. I mean, they're just lining up for for the hard workouts and the I dieting and. And the, and the proper grooming. Yeah, I got to practically pull that damn broccoli out of their mouth. Like, no, eat some fucking ice cream, you skinny, attractive, in-shape whore. <laughs> I, you know what's sad is it just, you know, it started with Target and their plus-size models. Um, and now it's starting to creep into where the GF goes shopping for a lingerie. And because she, she'll want to, you know, it's kind of like a fun thing. You're like, hey, you want to go look? I'm like, yeah, let's take a look. Let's see what we got. And then we'll go to uh, different sites that we like. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then sure enough, there's this fat land whale with some see-through tissue paper covering her just disgusting body. And and it's just like, oh, oh. It's like, it's- who who dresses that shit up? Who? Who would dress an ugly, attractive person up? Like, why? Why are you even bothering? I wonder when that changed, though. Way back in the past, I mean, when you look at the fertility goddess uh, sculptures and stuff, they're I never believed that. And those were Rubenesque. Those were those had curves. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I, if you were way back then and you wanted a strong kid, maybe you would fuck a fat chick. I. Right? I don't know. I maybe I'm gonna go. <laughs> I saw somewhere also where they were saying, well, if you look at some Egyptian hieroglyphics or not hieroglyphics, Egyptian art, um, the, there's other evidence that if if you believe that they made statues or art of what were attractive women back then, there's plenty of counterexamples where the women weren't obese, uh, they weren't yes. curvy. Uh, but I'll tell you this. Uh, no woman that looked like a bowling ball has ever had a statue made out of her in the past <laughs> because a sphere is not a sexy curve. True. It's just True. one curve that goes forever. <laughs> um, but yeah, just, just the, it's just kind of like, it's a fart in church. It's a belch in the opera. It's a fat chick on the lingerie page. Get the fuck out of here. The future aliens will see bowling pins and bowling balls and go, <laughs> They really liked fat spirits. They really like fat women. <laughs> and they like rednecked white people. That's what it was. There it right. is. There it is. Redneck white people because the bowling yeah. pin yeah, and the, the bowling collar. ball. Yeah. yeah, the choker collar. And they they like round, rotund black women, I guess. That's <laughs> something. <laughs> something. So, uh, so pushing rubberdownhill.com. Our good friend Adam Piggott, check out his site. And then also he has his book, Pushing Rubber Downhill. Have you ever read that? No. Okay, that's it's a good book. It's really good. It's a pushing book. rubber downhill. Yeah, you've never heard me talk about his book. I've heard you talk about the book, but I'm just I'm I'm trying to get the the analogy the metaphor. It's a it's a uh, whitewater rafting term. Okay. You're pushing the rubber down the rapids. Okay, the rubber craft. At least I you know that's what I think it is. Um, but it's a it's a really good book. 
Uh, I, I just get say, the image of, you know, when people push people down the hill in a tire and they put the guy in the tire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's sort of the image. They that get I out and they're all head. dizzy as fuck. Right, and they're, right. Oh, yeah. Those are good times. <laughs> those are real good times. That's <laughs> they don't even do that anymore. They're all fucking so. phones. They, Where do you find a spare know. tire? Where do you find a spare right. tire now a in the big neighborhood? One. It's got to be a big yeah, one. Yeah, it's got to be a good size one. Yep. <clears throat> uh, and then we also have uh, the, oh, I'm sorry. So check out uh, Adam's site, pushingrubberdownhill.com. You can get his book. He has multiple books, uh, but then he also has his podcast, which is a must and a tune in and a listen to. Um, and he also co-hosts with the great one himself on the Greasy Pole podcast, which is one of my favorite podcasts uh, to tune into. Uh, there is the quintessentialist.blogspot.com. Check out that bo- uh, blog. He also has a uh, new book out called To Papa to Patsy. It's new, and I pulled it up here. Where is it? There it is. Uh, to Papa to Patsy, a collection of letters between Thomas Jefferson and his daughter, Martha, Kindle edition. Um, well, $0 with Kindle Unlimited. For real? For real? The- what do you mean for real? Well, okay, it says, author of the Declaration of Independence Statement, Minister of France, President, and Father. You know Thomas Jefferson as the politician, but you may not know him as the father and a man. This collection huh. of letters is between the back and forth of Thomas Jefferson and his daughter, Martha, Patsy, Jefferson Randolph. The collection covers four different time periods in Thomas Jefferson's life, before the Constitution, during his time as Secretary of State, during his time as Vice President, and during his first term as President. Through the collection, though the collection is incomplete, it does contain over 100 letters. Get to know one of the most important historical figures in all of American history through his own words. In this collection, discover the man behind life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That actually sounds kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, was is he the first guy to think to put this together? I, I mean, don't that's, know. I know, that's, I know. That's I'll a tell great you, idea. I tell you who, who, what he is the first person to do. He's the first person to pay me to tell you guys. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and if you would like to be the first person to pay me to advertise your wares, you can always go and run ads over on my online media empire site, and I'll be a whore for you. Uh, because guess what, DT? In economics, in terms of labor economics, guess what we all are? We're all prostitutes. We're all whores. All whores. We're people, all of you. Of the, people of the night. You're all whores. It doesn't matter. I truly do not differentiate between somebody who works at McDonald's and a lady who's walking the street. I really don't because you got to pay for everything anyway. All of it, you got to pay. All of it. All of it. Everybody pays for it. You always pay. Somebody just, in- said, somebody just said in the chat mm-hmm. that uh, all of the letters are in the Library of Congress but not organized specifically. What a great idea to put that together. T- TJ... As I call him, TJ Tommy Jefferson. Oh, he's Thomas one, Jefferson. Yeah, he's one of my heroes, and it would be really interesting to see his kind of how he because his children were very important to him, and some of them were black too. See, so you're I a racist. No wonder you you know. like it because he had slaves and raped black know. women. That's why. That's why you like him. TJ. That could be fake news, Cap. That could I be one of the first care. examples. Yeah, of I fake news. Don't care. I don't <laughs> care. But I mean, what a great idea for, for, um, yeah. I mean, he's got a, he's got a great mind and, you know, founder of America, but, but how did he kind of interact with his daughter? With his family. Yeah, no, that, that would be cool. Are you, you, did you ever pay much attention to the founding fathers or like the federalist papers or anything like that? I have done some research. 
Uh, back when I was uh, dabbling with deism, I kind of looked into the founding fathers and their deistic beliefs. And, mm-hmm. uh, I, I do like I, I've read a few books kind of about them, Washington and Jefferson and uh, Ben Franklin. And then uh, also love Thomas Paine. Just he's the forgotten founding father, really. Tom, Tommy Paine. Um, I know nothing growing. about him. You don't know anything? Oh, so, nope, I mean, I you don't. should read. Well, I mean, I know read. what they forced me to read in school. Yeah. I, 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 you you probably have not read game. Age of Reason. Age of Reason nope. is great. Th- uh, Thomas Paine was locked up in, in a prison in France because he thought he wanted to support the French Revolution. And, of course, it, it went uh, sideways on him. And he, yeah. was in, he was in jail thinking he was going to die. And he basically unleashed on Christianity in age of reason. really and it's great yeah and that's actually what made uh george washington sort of turned his back on uh thomas Paine, who wrote mm-hmm. common sense he's he's one of the main reasons that fired people up to fight the british was uh thomas Paine's common sense and um and so george washington kind of turned his back on him and didn't didn't try to get him out of france and and thomas uh, thomas Paine, one of my heroes had nobody at his funeral so that's sort of my goal really <laughs> Yeah. Well, there's a ballsy guy. That's yeah, uh very much so. Uh, yeah, that's not bad. So um any more super chats? Otherwise, I got two little news items here. I Let's think do the news items. There are no more super chats. <laughs> you cheap fucking bastards. Yeah, what the at least hit the like button. Fuck. Yeah, like I hit did. the like button and, and do that. I hit I it. I like myself. <laughs> um, what is one of your favorite sports there, DT? I love. I used to love football, but I'm starting to like baseball a lot more. So, no, no. What what sports do you play? Not watch. Well, you play. Can't. I used to. Sports. I used to play. I used to play football. And okay, baseball. you played football and baseball. All right, all yeah. right. Yeah. All right. But you haven't started picking them up again. No. All yeah. right. I'm much what, too old. Yeah. What What is something you're not too old for? <laughs> I'm gonna guess it starts with G. It starts with G. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And ends oh. with. Golf, with yes. Ulf, with Ulf. From uh, Wall Street Journal. I haven't read it, but uh, I skimmed it, so it seems pretty funny. <clears throat> oh, these sons of bitches. Now they want me to subscribe to the full story. Oh, no. It disappeared oh, on you. Do you need it me did, to look it up? No. Uh, do you have a Wall Street Journal subscription? No, but it, it tracks your number of views for free. Oh, I'm going to dead sons of um, Yeah, look up Wall Street Journal uh, not Wall Street Journal. Look, golf homeowners find themselves a hole. Uh, golf homeowners. So let's see if that comes up. Usually you can find another website that has it for free. Uh, okay. Golf homeowners find themselves a hole. Oh, there is one mm-hmm. on um if you if you type that in, there's a there's a blog called Jeff Shackelford. Maybe that's the original. Okay, all right. Um Let's go. Uh, well, PGA Tour commissioner sees golf as growing and thriving. The Wall Street Journal, Candace Taylor, details growing. Darn it. As younger generations did add growing and thriving. I could try. I could try looking. Looking. See, see if you get the full article on Wall Street Journal. Because okay. this is only a, I'll give it a, shot. a hack job. Golf homeowners find themselves in a hole. Lawsuits pile up and fairways fall into disrepair as young, younger Americans shun golf, leaving behind homeowners who paid a premium for life on the links. <laughs> and I just got to close that out, their little thing, by Candace Taylor. 
How much do you want me to read? Right. Well, just read it. We'll go through it. Okay. When Mitch Steller first moved into his house on a lush 117-acre golf course in Southern California, quote, this was like the Garden of Eden, having a golf course in my backyard, he said. Today, his Poway, California home lo- overlooks dry, dead grass <laughs> in place of a once verdant fairway. That's a nice word, verdant. The golf club closed in 2017. Quote, the fairways are brown, the greens are gone, the buildings are being vandalized, says Mr. Steller, a 70-year-old maritime management consultant. That's 40 it. years 40 years after developers started blanketing the Sunbelt with housing developments built around golf, many courses are closing amid a decline in golf participation, leaving homeowners to grapple with the consequences. People often believe a course will bolster their property values, but many are discovering the opposite can now be true, and legal disputes are erupting as communities fight over how to handle the struggling courses. <laughs> this is a great. I mean, this is just like this is this actual is journalism, and this is boomers kind of reaping it. You know, I yeah. There's there's uh, there's a reason I want to read this because there's there's a couple angles here that I I'm smiling at and thankful it's not me. There are hundreds of other communities in this situation, and they're trapped, and they don't know what to do, says Peter Nanula, chief executive at Concert Golf Partners, a golf club owner-operator that owns about 20 private clubs across the U.S. One of his current projects is the rehabilitation of a recently acquired club in Florida that had shut one of its three golf courses and sued residents who had stopped paying membership fees. (laughs) So the member... The, if the golf is it, golf course is going into disrepair, the residents still need to pay the membership fee. Well, see, yeah. that's what I. It's mismanagement on the golf part. I want to know who the fuck came up with the idea. Like, okay, I can see if you want, like, hey, here's this golf thing, and we're gonna and this retirement community, and we're gonna estimate retirement. But was your exit strategy that the millennials were gonna buy this? <laughs> right. Why is it the millennial? What about Gen X? Wouldn't you expect, you know, some relatively well-to-do guy like me who's got time to go golf to be interested? It's like, nope, our plan is to bank on the most indebted generation ever, the millennials. (laughs) Right. To buy us out of our, out of our, you know, uh, Phoenix, Arizona golf course side home. I I don't get. (laughs) I mean, when you can play Tiger Woods golf on the Xbox or go out and learn golf, what are you going to do as a millennial? Yeah. Well, right? he, yeah. And you can also have any woman as your, as your wife, as long as you use your left hand. Right. You know, the millennials <laughs> got it all. Not only right. are they playing Tiger Woods, favorite courses, they're banging his wife too <laughs> on the internet. Exactly. Um, see more than 200 golf closes cl- closed in 2017 across the country while only about 15 new ones open. Mm-hmm. So 215 spread on, Closing versus opening, according to the National Golf Foundation, a golf market research provider. Mm-hmm. Florida-based development consultant Blake Plumley says he gets about seven phone calls every week seeking advice about struggling courses from course owners to or homeowners associations. He said most of those matters end up in court and predicted that the U.S. is only about halfway through the number of golf closures. Golf course closures. That's hard to say. Golf course closures that will eventually occur. So this is like uh, the new timeshare thing, right? Like people are trying to get out of timeshares. That was no, the big thing. It's, what, what it is, is these are the, basically they're huge homeowner associations because you got to pay 
for the golf course. Yep. And, and to have a golf course in your backyard, basically. Right, yeah. right. And so uh, what it tells me is, one, these baby boomers aren't paying right. their homeowner association fees. Two, you think about it, this is like buying a boat. What's cheaper, DT, buying a boat or renting a boat for the hour or two you might use it per three years? Well, that's obvious. Right. So, I mean, you you have got to have insane sums of money. To do this right, you have to have insane sums of money, and you must really like golf. Because right. if you live on the golf course, you're going to have to pay for the maintenance of that golf course 24-7. Like, you can only golf on it maybe once a day. Uh, and but these then, are probably private courses, too. I bet you it would be interesting to see. I don't know if they talk about it in here, but public courses, I'm sure, are doing just fine. And so the homes that are on public courses are probably doing just fine. But it's these private clubs where you have to buy in. You have to be rich to be a part of them. Mm -hmm. They're not open to the public. So you're basically eliminating a huge part of the market that would Um, bring money into your golf course. Right. Um, I wonder how many of them are because, I mean, if you're talking about association dues and all that kind of stuff, that probably has to do with private clubs. What I, what I'm betting is happening and <clears throat> where the millennials come into it. Now I've, I've kind of figured it out. Um, how much you want to bet? They said, okay, we're going to, we're going to live on, we're going to have this golf course development and we're going to have houses on the golf course. Okay guys. And you can buy. And for this HOA fee, you can go off anytime you want, but here's the deal. We're going to open it up to the public so we can subsidize. We can make money off of the public and subsidize your HOA fee. So I bet you what happened is when they ran the figures, they assumed people would be golfing at the Gen X level, and we were all about Tiger Woods, and everyone's golf, 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 and then Gen X had kids, and that went away. Um, And so they're kind of maybe hoping that the millennials would kick in. Well, the millennials ain't got no money, and so they're not coming in and golfing as much because I'll tell you this, when I've gone golfing, guess who by far is the youngest person on all the golf courses I've gone on? You, me, (laughs) not kidding. Like noticeably. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, this would also explain where I was at one, uh, there's a, a fancy neighborhood called Summerlin. It's way on the other side of town. Uh, but they have a bunch of golf courses I want to try out. And then I looked at the prices. I'm like, Whoa. Uh, and then I find one that looks real nice, you know, like they painted desert or something desert. And, um, it's like, you know, uh, on this community and it's private and there's a gate, but they'll let you in if you're going to golf. And so I'm like, well, this is, I'm driving these houses. I was like, got my cheap ass truck and I'm thinking like, oh, I don't fit in here. Uh, and I pull up, guess what color the greens were? <laughs> Brown. 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 <laughs> and I'm like, how is this happening? Like you guys, this is the richest thing I've ever seen. And, and you're, you can't water what's going on. And I bet you that's what it is. I bet you they they locked in their HOA fees. They're not getting enough young golfers to come in. And this also explains why pretty much I can go golfing anytime as long as it's not the weekend. Right. Like yep. you could just in Vegas, pretty much anywhere, you could choose any tea time and go. And you'll get your own cart and nobody else is golfing with you. You're you got one right. cart all to yourself. You're not even thrown into two sums or three sums or four sums. You're just there by yourself. So here's, here's some more info, but golf's popularity has declined in recent years as younger generations haven't taken to the game with the same level of enthusiasm as their predecessors. Golf participation peaked in 2001 
Mm-hmm. Isn't that right around when Tiger was playing? Tiger like was really dominating. Strong. Yeah. Yeah. He was fresh out of college and yeah, he was just kicking ass. You know? Yeah. When nearly 30 million people played more than 500 million rounds in 2017, that figure dropped to nearly 24 million people playing about 450 million rounds. So less people are playing a little bit more golf. looks like yeah. according to the national golf foundation, that's not a 2000- drastic drop though. That's only no, a- I mean, for 50 million rounds. Yeah, really, it doesn't I, matter how many people are doing it, it's the rounds. Right? It's the rounds, right. Yeah. In 2005, there were more than 16,000 golf courses in the U.S. In 2017, there were fewer than 15,000. Hmm. All right. So, but they, ta- they, they said in the early 2000s, as golf communities started feeling the strain, many clubs began requiring all of their home buyers to become members. Designed as a way to guarantee more cash flow for clubs, Mm-hmm. So-called mandatory membership can end up harming home values by narrowing the pool of potential buyers. What we are consistently seeing is that those properties, all else being equal, are selling way below what they should be selling for. Mm-hmm. So this guy, a real estate economist. It's, it's effectively it's effectively having a property tax. It's yes. like buying a place in Minneapolis. So you're like, oh, this is a great house. Look at all this land. And then you look at what the property taxes are. Like, screw that. Fuck you. Yeah. That's playing the same course all the time. Oh, I mean, God. Like being married to the same woman. I'm kidding, Mrs. DT. I'm kidding. (laughs) Mrs. DT is listening. I'm kidding. (laughs) Don't compare Mrs. DT to golf. She hates golf. So (laughs) I would never do that to Mrs. DT. yeah, I I can I can Clubs see and balls and holes and drives. And- Why does she hate it so much? I like I, I what does she? <laughs> I'm not just saying all the terms. All the terms could be yeah, clubs and balls and holes, and and Carps. drives. I don't chips. You can't really chip greens. <laughs> greens, no. I plowed. The but greens. they they say all oh, that the rough is shaggy. You know, rough is <laughs> shaggy. Like fast greens, slow greens. Fast, yeah, fast greens. Hard to read the greens. The fairway, the fairway, <laughs> the fairway. Unless there's some interesting dying going on, yeah, it's not really too. Uh... All right, was well, that the end of the article? Yeah, it's you know, yeah, it's pretty much what as you suspected. Um, young people aren't playing. Okay, so um, uh, young people who are part of the older brother uh, cavalcade here uh, don't buy things that are super expensive. Rent them. <laughs> Right. You should rent boats. You should. I'm going to rent a plane. Did I tell you I'm renting a plane? Yes. I mean, you rent planes all the time. I rent right? planes all the time. A little puny two foot by one foot space. I rent that part of the plane many times back and forth to Las Vegas and Minneapolis. I rent that. But I like to think it's my plane at that point in time. And if you want a good view in your backyard, make sure it's something that doesn't need to be maintained every day. I yeah. mean, right? Well, I mean, that's why... I th- you know, the desert's kind of cool. A mountain, a mountain doesn't need you. Don't need to go mow it or whatever. Nope. I mean, if you got a nice view, that's always going to be a good view, mm-hmm. and so your your property values will be just fine. Right? I tried offering Ava Mendez five dollars a day to just stand <laughs> in the backyard wearing lingerie for you know, but she hasn't gotten back to me yet. Think about offering six dollars, but no more than seven. I will not spend more than seven dollars a day. Then I'll have to go with uh, uh, Jennifer Aniston. These golf courses are going to have to hire really hot golf cart girls. That's what's going to have. That's what the only way 
They're going to have to somehow do that. I don't even know if that's going to get the old timers out. I I really don't know. Oh, I bet the young people, maybe the young people would. Maybe, but do, if the they young can figure out some way to do that. Do millennial boys have sex? Do they even know what their penis yeah. is for besides peeing? I really I don't do they... think they'd care, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they got the porn. <laughs> They're sleeping with Tiger Woods' wife from 10 right. years ago. Not not what right. she is today, from 10 years ago. Right. Um, all right. This what was, was the other the article that you liked. Ladies, uh, I like to hike, right? I like to climb mountains. Yep. Right. You tell me what are do and do nots in this article. All right. Which are, oh, which article? This article I'm about to read. Okay. You, you tell me what, what, what is, what is wrong here? What young women, our little sisters in the older brother podcast, what we don't want our younger sisters doing here. Okay. You see if you can spot the mistakes that this woman did. Okay. Okay. Gigi Wu, bikini hiker, dies on solo Taiwan climb despite search efforts. All right, you you following me so far? So it's climbing in a bikini in Taiwan. Her name, okay. Her name is Gigi Wu. She is a bikini hiker, and she has yep. passed away doing a solo climb, and they can't find uh, her body. All right. Uh, Gigi Wu managed to contact emergency services, but bad weather delayed rescue operations. Local media reports say the 36-year-old is thought to have died of hypothermia. She was what's a popular- bad, what's, what's bad weather for a bikini hiker? Is it well, like weather in the 50s, maybe, or something? You know how you got that. 30-something <laughs> women got a little bit of a sexier edge over 20-something women, which right now has every virgin towel and, and player uh, throwing up. But hear me out here. And the reason <clears throat> a 30-something woman has this sexier edge is because you're hoping and there's a better chance that she's not a complete moronic ditz. Like, you know, the hot 24 year old is going to be excruciatingly painful that you have to go to the CVS, buy some aspirin to go on a date with her, just talk to her. But with a hot 31, 32 year old, like, Hey, she's got some worldly experience and and maybe isn't going to be a moron. Um, And it takes effort to look good in your thirties. It takes effort. Maybe it doesn't so much. Right. So this gal's 36 and you're kind of hoping, hey, hiker, bikini, 30. Oh, no, no, I guess not. So, uh, the 36-year-old is thought to have died of hypothermia. She was a popular figure on social media and messages on her Facebook pages paid tribute to her as an inspirational hiker. You know who the hiker I want to inspire me? Somebody who summits Everest or something. No, right? uh, even more important than that. Somebody who survives the hike. Someone who doesn't die. Like, I don't want to look at a golfer. It's like, he died on the golf course swinging too hard. Like, that does not inspire me. That's uh, right. He died on the racetrack. That does not inspire me. Uh, <clears throat> dying on a hike does not inspire me. Uh, Miss Wu. saying something here. Oh, he's always saying something. He likes he knows, the Taiwanese he knows, girls. He, he, knows, likes the ta- he knows what's going on in this article. Oh, he okay. Knows. Miss Wu was alone on a multi-day tour in Yushan National Park, home to Taiwan's highest peaks, which reach around 4,000 meters, which is 13,000 feet, the reports say. All right, Mr. Uh, Engineering STEM man, uh, what happens the higher up you go with mountains or anything? What, what happens the higher up you go? There is less oxygen. All right. And then what all related to less oxygen, what also happens? related to it well i mean mm-hmm. you have trouble i mean you have trouble i'll give you a hint i'll give you a hint so there's death valley right 
Yep. And then about four or 300 miles away, there's Mount Shaska, which is 15,000 feet. Yes. So what is the other difference aside from altitude and oxygen? What is the other common difference you will see between those two locations? Air pressure. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> How? I guess Moisture, air pressure. I, I guess wind, there's wind. And <laughs> le there's less air up there, right? There's less yes. mass. Yes. Okay. So what, what is that going to directly affect? Athens probably just dying right now. I mean, that's what's it going to directly affect less mass there's, up there. There's less dense air up there. Therefore it's going to directly affect what the little molecules of air are hitting on our bodies right now. Right. DT. Yes. Yeah. And if there's pressure. more, there's pressure. So what did the air molecules do? They thin out. Yeah. There's more pressure. They thin out a less pressure. They thin out. Yeah. I'm talking more pressure. So when oh, there's more, more they get denser and what yeah. happens to the air molecules bouncing against our body? I don't know. You're going to have to, I'm not following you. <sighs> they bounce <laughs> faster because it causes heat. And when you go up in altitude, what happens to the temperature? Oh yeah. It drops. Yeah. Oh yeah. It drops. Well, you couldn't guess it. You were like, <laughs> That's why mountain, mountains have snow on them. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Thought, uh, yeah. yeah that white stuff yeah. up there. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, at 13,000 feet, it might be a little bit chilly. Now, for our younger, littler sisters in the Older Brother podcast, just so you know, uh, wearing a bikini might be cute and fanciful, but if you're going to go up to 13,000 feet, that's, that's not too good. That's bad. You're going to, like they speculated, she died of hypothermia. <clears throat> yes. See, Atham's got me all screwed up. He's told me the secret to this story. Okay. Uh, while she was famous for posting pictures of herself in bikinis from summits, she was an experienced hiker, appearing to use proper equipment and precautions during her expeditions. <clears throat> According to Taiwan News, bad weather had prevented the rescue helicopter from reaching her three times. A rescue mission was eventually sent out on foot. Her body was found Monday after temperatures had been around freezing point during the previous night, the Liberty Times cited rescue operations as saying. On the 24th of December, she had already posted a picture of her legs badly bruised, writing in the comment that she slipped from the path and easily could have fallen further. Uh, her last Facebook post to her more than 18,000 followers is dated January 18th. It shows a view from a mountain above the clouds. More than 1,000 people have since commented. Many posts were following the dramatic rescue operation. Later things, ba-da-ba, booty-boo, booty-booty-bee. So, um, so, so the couple only reason we know about this chick is because she would occasionally be in a bikini on these peaks. Otherwise, this happens to hikers all the time, right? DT, if I had a nice set of tits and I was a woman, right. I would be a millionaire right now. Right. I would have hundreds of thousands of followers. I'd be like Laura Southern or um, you know, Brittany Pettibone, except original, smart, and intelligent and coming up with my own shit to say. Right. And I would have millions of followers and multiple millions of dollars. And I'm sad that this woman tragically uh, lost it, but um, yeah, the, the don't, you don't go hiking in bad weather. You, if you're going to go solo, you, you know, usually should, especially for a four day trip, you should bring a, a satellite phone with you. And, um, and then uh, usually you don't go up that level and hike in bikinis. Yeah, that, the, that's not what she did. The solo part is the big, the big problem, right? I mean, you don't want to. 
You trip now, and fall once and you could be dead. I mean, well, even just on a trail that could happen and forget about mountains. Yeah. And I, I right? won't lie. When I, when I was younger and dumber, there were instances where I'm like, Oh shit. Uh, you know, there was basically, uh, you know, the Badlands formation in South Dakota. Yes. Yep. So, uh, what that, ha how that erodes is in part wind, but mostly water. So water will erode at this very gravel like consistency of cliff and wash away. And that's how you get these very unique formations. But a lot of times what will happen is the water will land on the cliff, go underneath the cliff and shoot out at the bottom, eating away a big cavern while it looks like it's solid on top. And so there are a couple times where I'd be hiking out in the middle of nowhere and realize that there was a cavern right next to me. And that if I had stepped two feet in other direction, right. I would have been, and no one, no one would have found me. No, right. One. Exactly. But that was in my, my young, dumb early thirties. Uh, now you sign in the back country. And if, if I'm going to go for a four day hike, yeah, you satellite phone or something else. Right. So at what Atham said when you started talking about this, like immediately. Yes. That how much he likes Asian girls. <laughs> Besides that, okay. he said uh, she hiked to the top of the mountains, changed to bikini, took a pic, mm. changed to full gear right. and again, and then hiked back down. So he knows a lot about, he knows a lot about this chick. He, yeah. he might be a, he, so might he be follows a her. How much you want to bet? Said she, he probably donated more money to her super chat. So <laughs> I'm on top of the mountain. Hi guys. Ching, 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 ching. You want to go spelunking with me, babe? Oh God. Could you see poor Atham? Like if, if I wonder, hang on, let's look this up. Let's look it up. I wonder. But he said, email he spelunker. said, he said she actually was in full gear when she fell 60 feet down a ravine. Oof. Her mistake was hiking alone. Hang on. So he knows Huck, all he knows about this kind of stuff. Okay. I and everybody's not... yelling at me for not understanding the temperature. <laughs> <laughs> hey, U of M graduate engineering school right there, guys. Send your kids there. They won't know how, how pressure and temperature work. <laughs> My female caver. Meet the well, women no of hot home. mountains. The only hot mountains are the ones that are exploding with lava. Right. I'm trying to see if there's a hot female cave explorer and all I'm getting <laughs> is just dumbass pictures of thoughts that I don't really care about. So, um, hang on. What? All right. So that's it there. That's it there. Any other super chats left? No, no, there. Nobody's. Yeah. What's going on? Guys? They, well, come no, on. they all come in and then they, then they, they speak their piece and they go. Is that's there anything all. that, yeah. Get, uh, is there anything you want us to wrap up with? Anything you want us to talk about real quick? Well, I, I always thought that um the super chats would kind of be, and maybe it's Elkins that triggers this, but I always thought the super chats would be kind of like this. Um, well, you have a question for asshole consulting, but it's not that big and it's not going to be worth spending $30. You're not going to spend 30 or $40 on it. Uh, so you got like a quick question. And so I always thought that would be kind of like this. I want to say lower end market, but cheaper market for quick asshole consulting questions or right. general questions. And and that yeah. actually happens a lot with Chad because you get a lot of people asking tax questions and things like right. that. Right. And uh, he, he likes to talk about dating chicks and stuff like that too. I've noticed. And well, maybe that, that's yeah, why. Cause he's single. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's got a lot of kind of pointers and ideas for that. Where I'm this, you know, lame married guy. So, you know. Hey, all the married fellows out there, you need pointers? Contact yeah. DT. Contact yeah. them out. Five dollars. Yeah. He'll give you marriage advice. Yeah, no way. No you way know, am I giving anybody marriage advice. You know, you know the best marriage advice? 
Oh, don't even say it. I'm going to give you the best. Choose wisely. That's okay. the best. That's, that's, I that's, thought you were going to say don't. <laughs> well, yeah. Which I, basically, I, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And and if you choose wisely, sometimes the best choice is to not to. Yes. Because, right. I, you know, not to. I, I find it fascinating, just fascinating watching what's happening on that battlefield. You know, you look at Chad, you look at uh, some of my clients and I get emails and the younger guys. And it's just like, my God, what, you know, you thought world war one and trench warfare was bad. This is just, that's kind of, and then I happily go golf. And then, then I don't. Right, well, Mrs. Anymore. DT and I have had conversations about it and it's like, yeah, there, I mean, why would you ever, sign on the dotted line for a contract where you don't know the fine print, mm -hmm. you know, that's what a marriage license is. And, and we've, we've talked about it with each other. You know, you're dumb, you're dumb and stupid and young when you get married. Mm -hmm. And as you, as you mature, it's like, man, that was just a total leap of faith. There's no protections there hardly at all for the male anyway, for the no, man. No, and, no. and we've, we've often, you know, talked about it and kind of told each other, yeah, if we, we did it over, we'd probably do a private contract. That's the way to go. Yeah. So. No, I, I've, I've, um, the, the government has no fucking business between no. two people, none. And what I don't understand is why people just don't get married at the church or whatever, um, religious or whatever entity you want to get married and say we're married. No, the government doesn't get a fucking license or a say in us, and uh, we're outside of the government control. But the government even does things like common law marriage. Oh, oh yeah, well you're married now. I mean, it's like fuck yeah, you. They, get the fuck out of here. It's none of your goddamn business. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it might have used to have been. You know, I mean, when you're trying to make sure that, um. You know, an Kids out of wedlock, yeah, yeah. an out of wedlock birth was a huge deal, and you know that's how our societies were structured was to basically make sure that <laughs> that they function with right. reproduction. That's basically right. the whole reason for society and and all of our laws and everything is to hmm. make sure that that that's done responsibly and doesn't fuck everything up. And and now that's almost an afterthought. Well, it's so, it's, it's yeah. obsolete. We have a new superior system where the government takes care of everything and where right. you could just have kids out of wedlock with multiple guys. So I think there's, there's no real, it's, it's so, you know, you never really thought about marriage because you know, if you were me, you're, you're just like, ah, survival, ah, food. Oh, I like to have sex and what marriage Get the fuck out of here. I don't have time for this fucking <laughs> fuck you and your goddamn kid. What do you mean? Kids, kids, what do you mean? What do you mean? Kids. <laughs> I'm happy. I I found twenty dollars on the floor the other day. That made my month. What the hell? And and so, but then as you get older, like you're saying, when you're younger, you just it, it was a leap of faith. But even you didn't even know what a leap of faith it was. No, you didn't. But yeah. when you get older and you start understanding how humanity works, society society works, and then you start seeing how people behave as they get older, you're like, oh fuck no, oh right. fuck no, well, no, it's just like, no, 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 man. I mean, it's always work. I mean, you, you grow together and you change and, and, um, yeah, it's not simple at all, but man, it could be a lot worse you, if you choose you. poorly, if you choose poorly, it ruins your oh. life. And that's, then that's all pretty much a crapshoot. When you're young, you can't, you don't really know what somebody, no idea. What somebody no. really is, who they really are. You don't mm -hmm. know, but, well, but you know, I mean, if you want kids, I mean, right now that's the only way, and so you gotta you gotta try the best you can to find 
that mom that's worth it. So, uh, no, I, I if hate you, if you want, if you want kids, that's yeah. you better desperately really want some kids. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, you're lucky, man. You got, you got the STEM CPA or computer programmer. What the heck? I mean, she's, she's like a dual STEM chick, right? Well, I mean, sort of. Yeah. But yeah, she, she took oh, yeah. the right. Sorry, yeah. she, oh, she just, definitely she, took. You make I mean, it sound like she's wonder bread in the discount aisle. It's like, no, dude, it's you got not, this Ferrari here. It's not necessarily STEM. That's that's I guess what I was saying. It's okay. Yeah, she isn't begging and pleading for grant money. No, no. bullshitting herself, thinking her fucking part-time social work job is a real job, and she's a professional. She actually is a real professional, makes no, she, damn good money, and yeah. contributes to society. No, and she chose her major a lot better than my engineering major. So mm-hmm. that, yeah, I yeah. Mean, no, are, you. There are some <laughs> engineering majors that aren't as good as. Yeah, like being a CPA or you I know mean, that's, that's what? basically she she yeah she she majored in accounting basically, mm-hmm. which is kind kind of kind of math, I guess. It's, it's well, not it, like, yeah, it's legit. It's legit. It's not like higher order. I mean, she didn't have to take you know differential equations or anything. You know, no, it's, it's kind of lower it's hard work. Math, it yeah. is. It's hard. It's hard. I think because she's so rare, she should write a book. It'd be an immediate bestseller called How Not to Be an Insufferable Feminist Leftist Bitch by Mrs. DT. And I think that would sell zero copies because what women want to hear is how to be a strong, empowered, insufferable leftist feminist bitch. I think that's what they want to hear. So that'll be the title of my next book. Uh, All right. No more super chats? Just we got one more here. All right. What we got? From Chintz. C-H-I-N-T-Z. Chintz, yeah, that sounds about Canadian right. five bucks, I think. Oh, the loon, the loon. He said thoughts on polygamy. What is polygamy? Is that a multiple of, women? Yeah. Multiple women. Uh, it's fun when you're dating, but I can't imagine being married to multiple women. Yeah. I mean, unless you were in a truly patriarchal society, maybe that's how the Mormons do it. Like, no, you're all shutting up and doing what I say. I mean, it's it's difficult enough arguing with one woman. Right. Uh, with six, there'd be five corpses, and I'd be looking at the the sixth one, saying, "Hey, see what happened? Uh, uh, what are Mormon names? Jessica, Ruth, <laughs> Nebuchadnezzareth, uh, uh, Jebediahia. Yeah, like you see Jebediah, what happened to them? That's probably a good one. Yeah, no, Jebediah's a guy's name. No, not diarrhea. Never mind. <laughs> that was a good one. Jebediahia was great. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I can't imagine, you know, I mean, it's like you said, it's enough work for one. And uh, I think it was mainly economic back then. Mm-hmm. That, well, especially you know, if a bunch of boys went to war and you're always dying and there weren't so many men to go around. You need like a patriarch to kind of have multiple kids. I, I could kind of see the survivalistic reason for it. Yeah, or safety and numbers type of thing and just it was much more difficult to just survive and live back then. So if you had a quote tribe under one man and, and, you know, with a bunch of sons and daughters and everything running around and uh, varying ages, then it's just, you're, you're a stronger family unit yeah. that's able to survive. Um, yeah. Ki- if you want kids really, really bad, like if you want lots of them, 
but then polygamy is the way to go because or or you just knock up chicks and leave you know like welfare people do <laughs> but but to have it i mean could you imagine having like 20 kids no in a family no. setting no it would be kind of cool but for like in in fantasy land cool uh, no, I'll tell you this. It it, it may have had its place against each other. <laughs> it may have had its place in the past. Uh, now it only serves to be a ward on the state and be a parasite. Um, but think about this. If you married like say three or four gals, dude, do you know how much student loans you'd have to pay off? That's like almost a million dollars in student loans for worth. And then they're all going to want to get their master's degree. And then they're going to work the part-time job and then they're not going to be satisfied. And uh, they're all going to account for how many to the second, how much time you spent with Amy versus Jessica versus her. Uh, well, you got her right. sapphires and I like emeralds, but you gave her emeralds and I, I wanted the sapphire. Oh fuck. Put a bullet in my head. Right I mean, now, could so. you imagine spinning plates with legal requirements? I mean, Oh, that's what it would be. Right. I mean, it would be that. It was fun banging a bunch of gals when I was single, but right. it, to be in a committed matrimonial, yeah. no way. Where there's obligations and responsibilities, and and you have to, and and they're you're married, they're there. Yeah. And so, you know the, the drama. Nagging? I can't imagine the drama. Can you imagine the drama? Oh, Shit. God, jeez. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'd be it's in not jail possible today. without without environmental stresses and like oh if that if that woman isn't in your family she's basically starving to death or Mm -hmm. whatever yeah i mean it just wouldn't work i don't think it would and that the the only way it works is with these crazy religious people where it's it's their religion and that's the reason and and the women are taught to be much different than i mean what who was it someone said imagine if instead of training women to compete with men you you train them to support men and that right. is the key difference right there. If I'm going to assume that in somewhat functional polygamous societies, uh, the women have really got to be supporting the guy. Uh, and there's none of this. <laughs> <It's just like laughs> well, there wouldn't up. be any of that, right? It's- well, the women would be doing the dishes. Yeah. That's right. what I, well, I guess there's a dish reg. You better get to those dirty dishes now, shouldn't you? Right. <laughs> but you'd have to like be a manager. It would be like being a manager. Oh, God. You'd have to, you know, no. oh, okay. And then you have performance reviews, right? Well, she's <laughs> <laughs> this person's complaining about how much your work you're doing. You need to you know, up your game a little bit and, and don't treat Bobby, her son so poorly. And oh it would just God. be, uh, it would be. Could you imagine yeah. the worst, like say you had four women in a, your polygamy marriage situation there, but the worst ones would be like one's an HR director and the other's a women's studies professor. The fourth <laughs> would be a politician. And what would the uh, third would be a politician? What would the fourth be? Uh, got school teacher? Oh yes. A t- oh my god kill me now <laughs> i mean no one would go ahead the set i mean the sex can't be good enough really for that to ever no i work i no no because <laughs> guess what guys the sex drive eventually does go away it does go away it, do- it goes away and, and you're they're still there 
it goes away in part because they don't stay in shape and then they don't, you know, they don't change it up a bit. And and let's not deny it. It's, it's the same person, you know, guys yeah. are designed to like oh, spread your seed far and wide. Uh, and the true sign of love is that the guy does it, you know, the guy gives that up. Um, but yeah, the, it, it it's kind of sad, but you can just see, I, I kind of saw it in some older guys in my family and, and just older guys that watch it. Like, Oh, that's why they gave up. Yeah, I could see. All right. Now well, it's, it's a combination. Kinda... There is the, it physically does lessen too. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. When you're a kid, it's when you're young, it's just like all the time. It's just mm -hmm. your imperative. It's what your body's telling you what to do. And as you grow older, it's like, eh, I want to go fishing. I wonder, I wonder how much of it is cause or effect. Like, is it your testosterone going down and therefore your sex drive goes down? Or is it just beating the fuck out of you because of all the bullshit you go through? Yeah, and then you dabble your tell you like, and it gets beaten down again. And sooner or later, your testes are like, fuck it. I'm not producing <laughs> anymore. This is way too problematic. I want to be four yeah. years old again before puberty, having fun <laughs> playing with frogs. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's probably part, it's probably part environmental, just like everything, part environmental, part, you know, nature, physical, genetic, whatever. Yeah. All right. What do we got? Uh, any more super chats? There's just one more. Uh, right. Nick Shulaner asks, will you ever have Atham on the podcast? Uh, we could have him on. I, it's up to him if he wants to come on. I, and then he I, immediately I, followed up with, and what the hell are we going to talk about besides racist jokes? <laughs> God, that'd be great. I, I, <laughs> I don't know if it'd be racist jokes. I think it'd just be him and me slamming each other, occasionally slamming on Elkins or Marcus, <laughs> who won't be there to defend themselves. And then we'll be talking about these uh, Mexican gals who think I'm cute because uh, he posted a picture one time of me on his Facebook page. And, I, uh, and he's from Mexico, so he has Mexican friends. And then all of a sudden, the, a couple Latinas thought I was the cat's meow. I'm like, really? I'm like, oh, maybe the old Claremeister still has it, you know? And, and so he's like, no, no, they really like it. Um, we talk about spelunking and caving. Uh, pipe tobacco pipe tobacco and cigars yeah well we talk about that um and then we talk about um the year 20 2063 2063 2063 yeah do you know why that's actually relevant to atham no idea that's the year he's finally gonna fucking graduate with his chemical engineering degree <laughs> 2063 <laughs> Maybe 2064. I don't know. <laughs> He's actually, there's another super chat here from Atham. <laughs> he goes, DT, I am liking math a lot. Thoughts on adding a math minor to my chemical engineer major. It's You're asking the guy who doesn't know it gets cold up on top of mountains? <laughs> well, or the guy that doesn't, I don't really believe in extra degrees or extra letters after my name or certifications or anything like that. But I would say if you enjoy it, yeah, you might as well. I mean, sometimes that stuff does come in handy. Um, like the like the base, not basic math, but the higher level math that maybe you'll understand where some other engineers won't would maybe help you figure out ways to solve some problems. I have had to lean on lean on some of my calculus and things like that to solve some problems occasionally as an engineer. Um, but if you like it, I mean math is cool. So um, I don't know if it would put you ahead or not, but uh, if you like it, why not? Yeah. Have you ever heard of terse calculus or 
torso calculus, something like that. Tor uh, no, I no. I had a guy email me at Asshole Consulting. Had had probably the highest IQ I've ever ran into, and he's listing these sub mathematical disciplines, yeah. like experimental algebra, and it was like, I want to say torso calculus. That's not it, but it was. Huh. Something with a T or an ERR or an S or something like that. And I'm thinking like that just sounds like the most advanced shit ever. Like it's something I'd never heard of before. Is it tensor calculus? Tensor calculus. Tensor. What is that? I don't know. It's a, a non-space answer, that one. Tent tensor. So you don't like even know. Tension or something. I don't know. I'll look it, it up. Hang on, I'll look it up. Went from polygamy and banging five different broads and putting a bullet in your head to tensor calculus. tensor calculus made simple uh extension of vector calculus to tensor field tensors that may vary over a manifold example in space-time oh that's uh, all oh it's just general relativity theory well, it's the, the, a lot of these different kinds of math. Like I took a, a math course called finite element analysis, and there's all kinds of different ways to to use math in kind of different shapes and 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 adding it and together and multiplying it together differently. And right. finite element analysis was basically to, you know, taking uh, splitting a, a, a piece of whatever steel and a bunch of little tiny pieces. Mm -hmm. And then you do equations on those little tiny pieces and add them all up to oh. understand the full effect. Um, Why don't we have more cool, women math. listening? Why don't we have more women <laughs> right, listening right. to this podcast? <laughs> Why aren't women just sending us pictures of themselves in bikinis and making dollar donations to why not? I don't get it. Talking about tensor calculus. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cleared up in the super chats. Uh, just a minute here. Think so. Yep. Good. All right. Well, let's call it a night because I know you got to get back to your family and I got to go bowling. I also got to get some fob before the place closes down. Um, if you want to help out the uh, older brother podcast or me in general, uh, go ahead share the podcast with people. Uh, that's all you have to do. You can go to olderbrother.com, just share that website, and people can find the podcast from there. Also, if you would like to help out financially by donating money, uh, you can do that by going to olderbrother.com/slash/donate. We have a Patreon account. There's a PayPal account. Why am I genuine or generally, generally and philosophically against that uh, DT? The Patreon account? Yeah. Why am I? I'm not against it. Like if you're going to give me money for free, I'll take it. Yeah. Why, why, why am I uh, philosophically against people just donating money at Patreon and uh, uh, PayPal? Because they're not really getting anything. Else. You're not going to get anything in exchange. I did pay a model to send over uh, some pinup stuff for the Patreon page. So I am going to throw some of the money there to get the pinup model. But guess what? That's it. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's guess all. what? I paid her. I'm pretty smart. I only paid her uh, 30 bucks. Why did I only pay her 30 bucks for a couple pictures? Because that's what, like a third of a month's uh patreon no 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 why why did i why did i only do a little bit why did i do that because we're here's a model she says yes i agree okay here's a little bit of money let me know when you're when ready to go and she has yet to get back to me why did i only give her a little bit <laughs> because 
she's yet to get back to you. Yeah, because pretty girls aren't reliable. You don't right. know if that money's ever coming back. It's just kind of right. like, all right, yeah, here's here's a little play. You could make more if you had delayed gratification and the ability to be a professional. You could make significantly more. But you know what? Because all of your colleagues before you that were good looking have ruined your reputation. I'm going to give you this 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 <laughs> tenth of a shekel there, and we'll see if you can do that first. So. Uh, that like is worm, in the making. Like a worm on a hook. A worm on a hook. We'll, we'll see if that goes. You know, you gotta. Uh, so, uh, I am trying to get somebody or, or something for people's Patreon money. You know, more than just, hey, this is a funny site and give me shit. Uh, Pay uh, PayPal's the same thing. There's not even a website, but uh, the best way is to do all your shopping through my Amazon affiliate program, which you can also find at olderbrother.com slash donate. So there's the two donation options, but then there's the Amazon affiliate program. Just click on that link. Every time you do your shopping uh, online, go there first. Do not go directly to amazon.com. Do not buy it through your fucking app on your fucking phone. Well, I didn't see it. It's just so convenient. I know. I know it's convenient. The big favor you're doing me is taking the extra click to do your shopping. And then if you do that, I make an extra 7% cut and all is well. And you don't pay anything extra, but you still get what you were going to buy anyway. Right, guys? Exactly. There you go. Um, <clears throat> then the 25th, something big is going to drop. Is this that thing you told me about? That's the thing I told you about. I'm going to keep uh, it a surprise. Yeah, I won't say. I won't say. I won't say. Uh, but we may be having some guest asshole consultants come on who handle uh, an expected deluge of asshole consulting clients. Um, so if you are going to be a client of asshole consulting in the near future and you insist it's me, uh, you may want to put that in the email in your request and understand I will charge you an arm and a leg. Um, so I've had to employ some other assholes. There has been some training, um, but, uh, there may be some not familiar faces. Actually, they are familiar because they've been on podcasts and things before. So you guys kind of do know them. These aren't just randos that I just picked up off the street. Like, hey, you, guy at the bus stop. You want to be an asshole? Here. Here's all my login and username stuff. There you go. Um, but just to let you know, that that's going to drop Friday. And so uh, I may be completely busy with asshole consulting. And um, the post, there won't be a lot of 18-page posts going on on my blog site <laughs> uh, when that happens. So. That's it. DT, where can people find you on the internet where you don't do any content creation? Well, people are like, hey, I want to go to a website where there's nothing on it. Where can people go? <laughs> you can go to happynihilist.net. You can go to blackbrigade.org. The DT stands for Don T. Tread. That's what I am on YouTube. And uh, I had to change my name on Facebook. They, you know how they figure out that it's not real or whatever. So I'm yeah. Landon T. I don't know Treadwell. I don't know if it was the uh, the Kurt Russell eye patch <laughs> avatar that gave it away that you may not actually be Kurt Russell or Captain Ron. Well, they they didn't think they're they're like oh Don T Tread that's not a real name so now I'm Landon T Treadwell on Facebook and uh, uh, D, uh, Don T Tread on Twitter. So wonderful. All right, we'll see you guys later. Thanks for tuning in. Spread the good word by sharing this podcast on the social medias and toodles.